internets. This portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by the shave guy Tristan Walker and our great, 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 great friends over at Bevel. The first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game, internets, and say goodbye to razor bumps. Now be sure to turn in later. I'm going to tell you about a special offer that's going to let you get the first month of Bevel for free, internets. Yes, free. By using the promo code COMBATFREE. This offer is only good for the first 300 people, along with limited time holiday pricings through the end of the year. I'll tell you more later, but if you're already sold, go to GetBevel.com today and get your first month free with promo code COMBATFREE, C-O-M-B-A-T-F-R-E-E. Now let's start the show. Internet, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. What's up, A King? What's good, player pimp? Man, we running, man. We are so pimp. running, knees to chest. Are we gonna take a break, man? I wanted to, but you know. Yo, you told me yesterday some I weird said, shit. You said I need to take a break. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I said I think you should take a, re- a break so we could re up in 2016. We got a lot going on, a lot happening, a lot. You know, good things and just to refresh, reboot. That's are, you, are you saying something? You saying that I, I don't, I don't look fresh or some shit? Nah, I just that you got to It's the end of the year. It's like you know, like it's, do it's, you understand? It's like my going dude? on a cleanse, man. You dealing with the internet space. You dealing with all these energies and all of these. Just need to refresh. All the noise, all the no- chatter. You, you know, you know, I'm not paying attention to the noise though. This is therapy for me, man. I pay attention this, to all this, the noise. You pay attention. <laughs> I don't, man. This is therapy. But anyway, your internet. I'm so excited, we man. Running. Like about our, our, our uh, today's guest. Um, I think it's going on damn near two years since I pursued this man <laughs> to be on the show. And I really got to shout out um, Jam- Jamal Jamal, man, for really, really, really helping making yeah, this happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been watching this man's moves for several years. And I think it was a couple of years ago. I listened to one of your interviews with Howard Stern. Okay. And it was really fascinating in terms of just how many <laughs> ventures you got your hands in, right. um, how much you've done. In such a, a small amount of time, and even the works personally that that you've done, right? That that that's inspired me. So, without further ado, internets, let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show: actor, rapper, producer, entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur DJ, uh, uh, DJ, <laughs> uh, uh, phil, phil, philanthropist. Yeah, listen, Shoot we got Nick Cannon. King. <laughs> in the building what's up nick combat what's good my man dude? them shoes is good my <laughs> nigga what's going on with them shoes Yo, me see that's great i was like i just came from the little victoria secrets fashion show Ooh. so i was over the top i had to get my peacock on you okay know? I, the, I had to make sure they see me up in there uh, they saw you <laughs> you were seen my dude <laughs> yo you came in at the right time man yeah. you got blessed with the with, oh, the with the links that was so love right yeah there. yeah shout yeah, out to um cl95 they were in here took they, us all the they, way to the woo era yeah they blessed <laughs> us with the commemorative Snow Beach, Lynx Beach, and Nick came in and, and, and they gave him one, Time man. It. Yo, Time man, it. are you are you that blessed, man? Man, that's what it is. It's favor. I say it's favor over my life. Wherever I go, people just gonna give me stuff. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> so Chirac. Yeah, we get December fourth. Right it. Yes, it's real. What was it about, man? You you're, you're playing the titular role. Yeah, yeah. My character's name is Chirac, actually. Right. Uh, and honestly, you know, I was blessed to be a part of this uh, project. Uh, because of my man who has the ultimate vision, Spike Lee. Right. And, you know, growing up in the game, just in general, I mean, 
you know, I'll take it all the way back to 86, 87. Like that dude, I, that he's one of the reasons why I'm in entertainment, you know, from everything from she's got to have it, school days, do the right thing. Malcolm X is one of my favorite films. So just to even be in his presence and to be directed by him, I was I was so looking forward to the opportunity. And then when he told me, he's like, man, he, he didn't tell me about the script. He didn't tell me about anything, uh, who the other cast members. He said, I'm trying to save lives in the south side of Chicago right. in Inglewood. I said, I'm in. Right. Like, what we got to do? Sight on, like, no, yeah. no, no script, nothing. Yeah, yeah, what we got to do. Right. And then when he told me that, he took it to a level of of uh, uh, old school theatrical approach. And when I say theatrical, I don't mean movies. I'm saying satire. theater. Right, theater. And, and, and verse and satire and, and, and going with the, the Greek play uh, Lysistrata mm. and putting it in the south side. And I was like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? The Trojans and the Spartans. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's real right there. You know what I mean? To to uh, be able to elevate it and take a whole different approach with satire. I was like, I, I don't know where we going with it, right. but I'm with it. Just right. let me know. And uh, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to follow your director. So he just came up to you. It was no audition nah, process. You know what it is? I'm, it's, it's an interesting. It's an interesting story. I don't even know. Uh, how detailed I want to get into, right. but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you the, I'm gonna give you the hundred. Give us the so, real, man. And, uh, give us the real, like them shoes. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. giving us some real <laughs> because the, I don't know. Yo, this Timbo, sto- take a picture of them shoes, yeah. my G. I don't know if this story really got out there like that, but early on, you know, Spike had always been coming up to me, like you right. know, he's a fan of, of my acting. He would see me doing everything. He's like, man, I know you got businesses. I know you, you know, hosting, producing, mm-hmm. music, all that. He's like, but your gift is acting. You know what I mean? You need to get back in front of that big screen. And I was like, yo, Spike, if, if, hey, let me know. Like, as only it's a timing thing. I don't, right. The reason why I don't just jump and do every movie is because a lot of, you know, at this point, I don't have enough time. And, you know, time is money. And I'm out here trying to get this guap. But wait, this, wait, stop, my niggas. <laughs> trying to get this guap, nigga. You, like, how much is enough? Yeah, hey, but real talk, but if, when it comes to art, yes. I'm in. Right. You know what I mean? I don't care about the check. Right. You know what I mean? And this was art and the work with Spike Lee. So I was like, whatever you got, I'm in. And, uh, you know, so he told me about this project early on. And then real talk, it was like he had to call me and kind of backpedal a little bit to his car. He was like, yeah, man, uh, I think uh, Kanye's going to do it. Kanye's going to do the, the, the fucking lead, lead role. And I was like, you know what? That's amazing, dog. Right. Go ahead. Go. Go. But you, yeah. did you feel a kind of ways, though? No, nah, like, I didn't. Okay, I mean, because right. Ye's my man. Exactly. And, it's, you know and, I mean? and he's Chicago, from Chicago. Chicago. And, you know, and, and he's the, carrying Chicago. Yeah, and at this time, I, I feel like uh, Common was even a part of the project, too. So I was like, man, just... I just, I, it sounds like an amazing project. Right. I'm, I'm in, you know. Right. And even though we had had meetings and sitting down and stuff, you know, and, and talking and, and building on it, I was, I was ready to gracefully bow out. Right. You know what I mean? And you know, I was already shooting another film that I was directing okay. in, in Jamaica anyway. Okay. I was like, yo, whatever I could do. And then, you know, for I don't even know the details of why, why it didn't happen. But like I said, you know, I got. It, it's, it's certain type of things that was supposed to be and meant to be in that favor. So it came back around a few months later, and he was like, "Yo, man, just you know, I, I need your summer. Let's let's just go ahead and rock this summer out in Chicago." And I was like, "I'm in." You got some impressive names in here, man. You, man. Got, you got Sam Jackson. Yes. How was it working with him? He, man, I mean, that's 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 Sam L. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm it, saying Sam from the beginning. I mean, Sam is is thespian and he's serious about 101. his craft. Exactly. Serious about his right. craft. It's some real craftsmen in in this film. Everyone from Samuel Jackson to Angela Bassett yes. to Wesley nice. Snipes. Wesley, what's yeah. up with Wesley, my dude? Man, one of the coolest, most down to earth, humble, 
synergistic type of cat you ever want to meet. You know what I mean? Like just really balanced, really level, really cool. Uh, had a, you know, and obviously in the film, he and I are rivals. Right. You know what I mean? He like the old head. Damn. You know, but you know, for, so we we played that up on set quite a bit. But uh, at the same time, you know, it was all love. Um, and there's a rumor that Dave Chappelle. Chappelle is in this he's joint. In this. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're in the best of both worlds, man, because right. um, you're definitely talented. Appreciate as, it, as an actor, but your first love is comedy. Yeah, man. So how was it to be? With these amazing actors, and then with with you know one of the goats, yeah, you know of I, comedy. I love art at right. the end of the day, right. and you know it's funny because Chappelle in in itself, um, our relationship goes back years, man. Right. You know he started doing stand up, you know seriously when he was a teenager around fifteen, and that's when I met him doing stand up, you know at the at the comedy store at fifteen. So he kind of looked at me like, yo, I remember being you. Right. So he took me under. His wing, early, and this was before, neither one of us was really famous. I mean, I think I, he had did that Robin Hood movie or right, something right, like right, that. Right, right, right. But Man, was it, what, was it, what was that movie? Uh, like? Men in Tights. Men in Tights, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, and I, I just knew him from, you know, as a stand-up and a cat who started young. So, And a lot of cats reached out to me like that when I was a kid from, from Chappelle to Chris Tucker wow. to, you know, Aerie Spears. A lot of cats who started young gravitated towards me and gave me a lot of advice early on. And that's that's a whole nother grind. Like people don't. It's funny, man, because nowadays people don't really know what it takes to get to where you got. Right. You know, I, shoot, I've been doing this since the nineties. You right. know what I mean? Like I was around during those Def Jam years and all of that. It stuff. It takes ten years to be an overnight success. Yeah, yeah. man. True. Twenty. I, I, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So, but those guys paved the way for me, and always they like my big brothers in the game. So to be able to be in a film with 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 Dave was cool too. But I mean, I was on. I opened up uh, on a couple of his comedy tours for years I was on the show you know the whole fuck right. Nick Cannon exactly, shit that's exactly, where that exactly, exactly and people it's a funny thing like people think yo Dave was beefing with Nick like no that's like that's, my that's, big that's a homie. brother that's, a homie. That's, a, that's what we do the right. only time somebody <laughs> could say fuck Nick Cannon is because that's my man exactly you know so it's stuff like that man where it's like to have a community where you got, you guys can all be artistic together in many different facets is outstanding now how do you feel man about Howard Stern man leaving America's uh, got talent. It was heartbreaking, man. but that that's, really like that's not the showbiz shit. Nah, that, you know it was real talk because you know I had I had more, uh, my own morning radio show right. for quite some yes. time, and it actually used to be on Howard's old station. Okay, out here in New York, ninety two three was uh, <laughs> was the numbers, and he had said something early on. He's like, once I leave this station, whoever comes will never be successful there. Damn. So he, tried he was to, like, he, tried he was to going at the yeah, right. and I think a couple a bunch of people had been there and come and gone and stuff. And he, so he kind of went at me, right? Real and like crazy, disrespectful, and like because I actually thought my numbers was crazy over there. So for some reason, he saw like you know he was over there right when he had first got the satellite, and he was over there talking crazy about. He used to talk mad, yeah, shit about you, crazy, crazy, like you know, borderline I mean, old yeah, racist, racist Howard shit. Yeah, he was going in and even being disrespectful to my family and yes. stuff. So I was like, and it's funny because the people at my station was like, "Don't talk back, don't don't acknowledge don't, don't it, don't off. say anything to." I was like, I don't give a fuck about no Howard Stern. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I keep talking about my wife. I'm going to talk about your wife, exactly. You know what I mean? Or your like, ex-wife or yeah, whatever. whatever it is. You know what I mean? So, at the, so and I, honestly, I think he respected that. Right. You know what I mean? So then we kind of had this little thing, and he was trying to get me to come on the show. And at the time, I was like, I ain't going on that dude show. I got right. my own show. You come like, on my, come my show. show. Right. You, you know? And yeah, mark, mark your territory. Yeah. And ultimately, we ended up getting on. I was on at my station. He was at his station. 
And uh, we would we did this show at the same time. And then that was right when I heard he was getting a job for America's Got Talent. How'd you feel about that initially? Um, I, you know, I, I was in it for the craft. Right. I was like, yo, let's 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 put these gloves on. Right. I said, if you and uh, but ultimately, you know, he we grew to respect each other, and then we grew to become friends. Right. You know what I mean? And I started so. going on the show frequently and regularly. And when I say friends in a real way, like that dude, I mean, one, I, I've always respected him as a legend in the game and for his craft. And then for him to bless me with different jewels and, and kind of as a man, I mean, that man, you know, that he, he's an elder. The, the, the quote unquote king of all media. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, giving me so much great advice what, as an entertainer, as a man, and as a businessman. I'm fascinated by, by Howard. Yeah. And, and Howard is one of my biggest inspirations for why I do the combat Jackson. Like I study him yeah. assiduously. His his interviewing skills is, is crazy. Phenomenal. And and I and I appreciate the arc from when he used to shit on you yeah. to the first time you came on the show to when y'all start when y'all started working together. Yeah. And this friendship yeah. that you guys And that's what I think we respect each other as men now. Right. Because he know I ain't no punk. I know right. he ain't no punk, but at the same time we respect each other in a in a way to where it's like, okay, we can talk about anything. Right. We can have disagreements. We can, you know, I could teach him, he could teach me, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, that's what friendships are really about. So it, it's, it's kind of, those are the best friendships when right. you start off with like, you know, I don't really rock with that dude until you really actually understand Ex-enemies it. make the best friends, Yeah, man. that's real. So what kind of gems did, did, did Howard share man, with you, man? everything to where, like, understanding what you put in front of this mic and then what you don't, you know right. what I mean? You got to keep a little something for yourself because yes. I, made, I made that mistake quite a bit, man. Well, let's go back to what makes you you, man. Let's go right. back to the origins. Um, <laughs> Lincoln Park, San Diego. Ooh, well, which is, which you is, went which all is, the way back. Which is where you were born, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the city that you claim and, 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 and birthed you, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because when you hear San Diego, man, most people think, you know, Palm trees and and Mini Coopers and, and bikinis, yep, yep. Uh, but then when you think about it, you know, geographically, I mean, that's the that's the city that's closest to the Mexican border, right? And you know, everything from from drug trafficking to lower income and just that community, man, is and and it's my community because that's the thing. I oh, I never want to. Like play it like, oh, I had it rough and I'm from the hood because it ain't really about that. But you did though. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 one of those things to where we all gotta go right. through something. Right. You know what I mean? And that's why we relate. We all from these type of communities. We all disenfranchised. And and you know, I I made some uh wise choices as a young man. Right. You know what I mean? Regardless of, you know, my environments. And I, I said, yo, entertainment, being an artist, that's where it's at. And uh but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people know it's, it's still places in my neighborhood and where I, I, I can't really go anymore just because of just whether it's my family, whether the streets we grew up on, whether, you know, what we did back in the day. And now I feel like too much is given, much is required. So that's why I give back to my community, right, right. both sides, no matter what area from 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 my from my block to five, six, seven blocks over. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's really about. We all won. And, that, and that's just the message I've been trying to send out to the community in general, man. But but how do you, as a young one coming up, and, and you got gangs in the community, and you yeah. got influences, how do you make those right decisions, man? Like, like, uh, like, like so how ma- close did you come to yeah. not making the right Real decisions? Real talk, I, and you know, I've, I've told this story quite a few times before, but in a sense where, man, um, I've never been scared, but that was probably my teenage years, I was scared, man. Like, and, That's real. And, and I've, I've grown, you know, to understand the power of being fearless, but also grown to respect fear too. Mm. And uh, I turned my life over to to God in a real way, you know. Uh, and you know, I come from a long family of ministers, so when right. I say, 
God. I'm not talking about the churchly God and all of that. I'm talking about really understanding the God within me and understand understanding. I remember being 16 years old and having a conversation with my grandfather at the time, and I was like, "Yo, my man just got shot." You know, before that, the, the girl next door got shot. Mm. You know, walking to school, all that stuff. And I, I remember being 15, and like, "Yo, when am I gonna get shot? Mm. Like, it's it's gonna happen." Right. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 happening. You know what I mean? I'm it's, just, it's it's real. Yeah, and it's then he, palpable. It's, and, you can and taste it. I remember he gave me a book. You know, uh, and it was a book about speaking things into existence, and and um and the power of faith. And he was like, if you speak that you're gonna get shot, you are gonna get right. shot. He's like, because of the environment that you're in. And he's like, be, but he's like, if you speak life, and you speak yourself out of this situation, then that's what you're gonna do. And that's what the book was about. And it was about speaking things into existence. So at the early age of like 15, 16, I grasped that concept, and I just start speaking life, man. I start speaking things into existence, and 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 you gotta have a what, what, what co- corresponding it? action right. with that. You can't just be like, yo, I'm about to be this and right, this. Right, right, right. You gotta believe it and and really like talk to yourself in the mirror, like, yo, I'm about to get out of here. And literally, I had to, you know, I ended up graduating high school early, uh, with honors, all of that stuff, and really got my grind on from. From having a regular job to driving from San Diego, catching rides to the comedy store, Hollywood, improv, all of that, two like two or three times a week, two well, hours. What was your regular job, man? Man, I did everything, um, everything from cut hair in, okay. the, in the hood. Uh, did you maintain those skills? A little. I still. I probably can still do do a little bit, but I used to work at a, a auto mechanic shop okay. too. And luckily, the dude who uh, owned the shop used to, you know, give me bread to like cut demos and get right. studio time. Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah. So that that was love. Uh, and then you know, even you know, little favors here and yes, there yes, to, yes. to to the the local guys that yep. was that was moving stuff around in the neighborhood. Right, right. Uh, and then, you know, shoot, all the way to Wiener Schnitzel, a hot dog stand, you know what I mean? We, <laughs> my, You know, we was in the projects. We was getting kicked out, evicted. I had to pay the rent, you know, so whatever it is, we, we made it happen. I remember having this conversation with my mom at 16 because she didn't want no part to the entertainment industry. Right. She was like, yo, you need to, I can't do this by myself. And you need to get some kind of job and help. A and real I was, job. And I was something. like, Mom, if you had this faith in me, I guarantee you in a year. I was like, we had just lost, got kicked out of one other spot. Right. And it was just us living in a one bedroom. And, and she, she was broken down. And I was like, look, if we just have faith. I was like, yo, if you go to church with me. And you're and she, telling your mom this. telling my mom this at 16. I was like, I guarantee you in a year I'll be able to pay all the bills. And a year after that I'll buy you a house. And that's exactly how Was this that whole mom. speaking into existence yeah. thing? This whole thing, man, it was real. It now, was now, real. Your, now, your pops, did he influence you? Because he was like a tele-evangelist. Yeah, you like, know, what, was, what was that about? Man? And I got to go all the way back to back to San Diego to where how that even got, got kicked in. Both my parents are super young. They had me while they was in high school. Okay. So my pops was a little, kind of like a little rah-rah knucklehead right. dude turned Christian. Turned Christian. You know what I mean? That was happening a lot in the 70s and the 80s where cats would change their life over and go into the ministry. So my dad ended up going to, like, Bible school and seminary and college, all of that, in North Carolina, where my family was originally from. So my dad wasn't really there during the times when we was in the projects right. and all of that. He grew up there, but he, he had to get out. Right. You know what I mean? He got, got his life together and gave his life to the Lord. So that kind of left me with my mom and mom. his mom right. back and forth, you know, trying to make it happen, you know, uh, in our neighborhood. So... I didn't see, you know, it was one of those things where I was, it's the boys in the hood story more right. than anything. Like when I was acting up, acting crazy, 
you know, they would send me out to North Carolina to get me out of the gang right. stuff and all of that stuff. So I would spend time out there, and then I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to Cali. And I would go out getting in more trouble, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was always like the back and forth thing. So, uh, But it was a wonderful upbringing, man, because right. to that point, like, my dad taught me how to be a man when I, when I had him in my life. Mm-hmm. I was my mother's only child, and I was my grandmother's baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I saw so many different aspects, you know. My mom was married to one of the biggest drug dealers in San Diego. Wow. C- coming up. So I saw all that right. in the 80s. I was I was a little kid and sitting shotgun in the You was a little, little Kendrick, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see the whole thing. Sick shotgun in the in the Cadillac, you know, uh, whatever it is. El Camino, all of those <laughs> joints with the Dayton's on it, with the truck jewelry yep. and the gazelles thinking, this is, yo, this, this is, is it. I want this dude right. to be my dad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this dude, he got it. Right. You know, but then not really understanding what was going on in the community. And then, you know, cut to a year or two later, I'm in I'm in this church, <laughs> you know, That's in crazy. North Carolina. That's crazy. You know, getting my young preacher on. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, just having those different upbringings and, and, and being so well-rounded to where, yeah, I... I I seen crackheads get beat down for bringing change into the house. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, so where did the bug come, man? Where did the where did where did the? I think just attention, dog, mm-hmm. more than anything, love and attention. Right. You know what I mean. And it, it probably goes back to the church, being a, a a dude that comes from the from the church and watching. You know, I being that young kid to get everybody to stand up, the entire congregation reciting this and. It was you, a drug to you. The, yeah, the, the, the yeah. Whole See, command of the audience. Yeah, seeing my dad captivate people and touch right. people, and seeing you know I come from, like. The way his father speaks and the way his his mother speaks, you know, all of them ministers and 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 that's uh, an amazing yeah thing to pass on, man. Like 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 certain cats that I talk yeah, to yeah. that 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 come from that line of people that that have done public speaking in right. the black churches. Yeah. That shit is special, man. It truly is because it's not only I mean because it is entertaining. Yes. Let's, let's keep it all the way. It's, it's definitely entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining. The most entertaining point of the Sunday, yeah, man, other than football. It's so fulfilling, right, though, man, right. because it entertains your spirit. So, so what was it about comedy, though? Uh you know what? I can't even front because that wasn't in my family. You know what right. I mean? That was you know because it was it was all about the word and and music. Music was definitely in my family, but comedy, I just fell in love with like. Eddie Murphy raw and delirious. And it, th- these were the things I wasn't supposed to watch. Right. And my pops wouldn't, he didn't allow television and worldly stuff. And because all his, 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 his like, evangelical. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, don't be bringing that type of stuff in my house. But he sort of had a knack for it. He right. thought I was funny. Right. And he was like, all right, this is what I'm going to let you do. He's like, I don't want to hear that, but I'm going to let you write your own stuff. And I'm going to give you a platform to allow you to do that. So while he was doing the public access televangelist stuff, he gave me that same platform. He's like, yo, here's the camera. Right. Here's the here's the studio. Go uh, in there and make your own. Okay. And that's what I did. So I would sneak and listen to to Eddie and Martin and all of that type of stuff and then go and do the clean version. Right. You know what I mean? And Richard Pryor, all of that. Oh, so was, you were digging back to Richard. Yeah, yeah, man. And and that's even to my pops because he was like, yo, well, when I was your age, this oh, is so let me. I, did he did he keep the stash or he yeah. just pointed you in the right direction? That's how he he's such a real dude. Right. He was like, look, I'm what these words and the things he's saying I don't I don't feel this way but I understand and you can you know you may not want to use these words but in my congregation that's but that's, that's yeah dope. and he that's taught dope. me early on the power of words right. man he's like don't ever act like you can't say something or that you're not allowed to say something but just understand the power in these words so how do you go from there from 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 working with with your dad's equipment yeah. to actually taking the leap now 
and and doing like t- testing your hand at stand up, like going to the improv yeah. and the comedy store, well, like a fit. Like this is like the gladiatorial, yeah, yeah, like the real joints. So what happened? You know, early nineties, I was back in North Carolina right. doing the church circuit. Right. You know, opening up for my pops, 12, 13 years old. So telling I, jokes, telling jokes. So what I, what kind of joke are you saying? Give me a joke. It wasn't even, it wasn't even that evangelical funny. joke. But it, was right G- it was them Jesus jokes. Shadrach, Meshach, and a big black Negro, like all that type <laughs> of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like just, you know, talk about Jesus' first miracle, turn water into wine, and you know, like all yeah, that stuff okay. to, to where people were like, just to see this young 12, 13-year-old being funny right. and at the same time still understanding the, the stories and you know, talking about uh, Jesus' stepdaddy, Joseph, and mm. how he was disrespecting him. <laughs> you know, right, right. in there walking on water right now. Right. You know, like all of that type of stuff. Now, now did, did did this take away your fear? It like, did. Like being you, on stage. You know what's interesting? Because this was, this. I never had fear on stage because right. when you're young, you don't know you're supposed to be scared. Right. I just wanted the attention. Right. So a state, I didn't have stage fright. I wanted to get up. I wanted as many people to see me as possible. Of course. So I never had that moment where, ooh, I'm nervous because it, I was a kid. When you put a kid up there, and I, I do that, that same thing with my, my right. children. When you start getting them in front of people and talking to people and stuff, it's just that's who they become. Right. That's who they are. So there is no fear when it comes to that. Fear is something that's taught. Yep. You know what I'm saying? From experiences or from what you read or from what you see and everything. Exactly. So, it, you know, and it, you know, growing up and stand up is one of the most difficult crafts in <laughs> in this entertainment game. And, you know, you get booed. The best right. get booed. You know what I mean? You think you got it. And then, and, and it's crickets and yeah, booze. Yeah, booze and silence right, and all right. that stuff. And But that makes you the best. Is that the most frightening thing about stand up is listening, like hearing no but silence? You got to respect the silence. Right. I love the silence. Right. You know what I mean? Especially because that means the silence is going to be a, a, a great thunderous uh, roar okay. uh, if you if you time it right. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, those people who don't know how to respect the silence uh, get they fall apart. They, they fall, fall apart. apart. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but in, and even like I'm one of those dudes. If you watch how I do stand, I interact with the audience. That's right. where the improv comes yes. from and all of that. And I want people to talk back to right. me. I want them to say what they got to say because that's always that's kind of how I came up in the church. Right people you need that energy call and response yeah and- yeah so even if it's a cat that oh, you ain't funny well then let's talk about it today. Right. <laughs> you know what i mean like that to me is the the reality the true honesty of the course so that's that's where i get it from talk about that environment man like at, at, at 16 17 it's fun man i can't even front um getting out of all of the crazy rah-rah stuff that was going on in my neighborhood and getting the opportunity to go up uh to hollywood right and a lot of cats took me under their wing, man, or just because I was a kid and right. I was a little kid in Hollywood. So they thought it was funny. So I was sleeping on Jamie Foxx's couch. That's crazy. You know what I mean? He took me. He's like, yo, this kid is crazy. Right. Where's his daddy? Where's mama at? Like, <laughs> he just out here. Do two I need in to the, call the services? Yeah, two in the morning on Sunset right. Boulevard cracking jokes. Who is this kid? So the same thing with Chappelle. Like, all of these cats would see me. And, you know, I remember, man, I remember being backstage at, like, the comedy store Sitting there watching Chappelle, Tucker, Eddie Griffin, Jamie Foxx, like just all just laughing and joking. Uh, and I'm like, yo, I want to be like these guys. Right. You know what I mean? These cats is 10, 15 years older than me. And they just took me under their wing. Did so you, that did that you was have, the time of my life, man. Real talk. Did you have an inkling that Dave would go through the well, left? I, I never knew Dave was going to be that. Right. I didn't know he was going to be legendary, but every... when. You call Dave a comics comic. Mm-hmm. All the comics come run in the room when he go on stage. Mm. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, he about to do something. You know what I mean? He wasn't necessarily the crowd favorite. Right. 
But you know, like you it know, was an energy about him. It that, was like he was a comics comic. Right. He was smart. He was intelligent. He had his own timing, his own pacing. So you knew he was special, right? You know what I mean? As opposed to the because at the time, you know, you had Eddie Griffin was yes. on the. Uh, he had his own TV show yep. and he was doing movies. Tucker was out of here. Yep, out of here. You know what I mean? This was right after Friday and. You know, Fox was Fox. You know, yes. he had been living color, living for color. so, so yeah. he was the veteran, yeah. kind of like the and the Jamie Fox show was yep. popping. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. So this was that time that you know late nineties or you like yeah, right in that mid nineties. And this who, was this was that time where you knew this cats who was gonna do it. Right? Who was some of the new at the time it comics? Was, yeah, it was the cats that I was coming up with um, your class of comics, Cat Williams. Okay, you know what I mean? Um, I would probably say who else? the D Rays, right? And, uh, and then I would feel like, you know, Kevin and them came out like a little bit later. Right. You know what I mean? They came out like when it was probably like right when the 2000s. Right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, right. So. Now, were you also a dancer on, on Soul Train? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you got to you could think about it. I was a kid in San Diego just yep. trying to get out. Yep. And Hollywood was a two hour drive away. And so what we would do, whether I was driving up from or catching a train or whatever, from San Diego, we would just stand outside of these spots. So whether I was standing outside the comedy store or Paramount Studios at Soul Train, I was like, yo, y'all just got to let me in. Right. You know what I mean? And at that age, there's no ego. Like, yeah. I'm not waiting on no line. Like, yeah. like you trying to get in. I was just standing This on, is a dream. This yeah. is a dream manifesting. And I think, because even at Soul Train, right. at the time, you know, it was kept, comedians was hosting the show. So you had like the Maestro Clarks. And right. all so I was just trying to get in and meet people. I was trying to meet Don Cornelius. You know, I mean, I was out there chasing chicks. I was out there course, chasing Destiny's Child of and course, Maya. Of course, and, of course, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yep. And so I was Maya. Just, yeah, you know, that's like I was trying to. <laughs> yeah. did, did, did that, they was there. Did, did, did that happen? Nah, <laughs> man. You know, we was <laughs> Enough kids. Happened. We get to what happened. Maya. <laughs> <laughs> we was kids. Though. At that time, you just wanted your just, phone number. Yeah, exactly. That's that, I, that got was, the, I got the number. That was the nut. The nut was the number. He was the early finger bank and, champ. And, and then you got to remember, I wasn't nobody. I was right. a little 15-year-old yep, kid yep, 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 yep. from San Diego with a nautica on and some, <laughs> some felines. You so know? how does this end? How do you get to to Nickelodeon like you're out here you're doing the right things you're yeah. doing a stand up you're, you're doing a soul train thing 15, 16 years old just running the streets of Hollywood right. more than anything right. uh, I, and I know I, you've seen some shit too, yeah man. yeah yeah I got I got that time um, to actually get on stage and perfect my craft and I had probably about a solid 10 minutes man mm. and I did everything where you know, one uh, the Bay Area Black Comedy Festival. I was the youngest dude in that. The only dude that was, and he actually, I was younger. The the other one before that was Tucker, mm. was Chris. So everybody was like, "Yo, this kid's winning comedy competitions and all this stuff." And I got a chance to do comedy. Uh, I was doing every Monday nights at the Improv, mm-hmm. and uh, the, which is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and um, the the producers who, and still to my managers to this day of a lot of the Nickelodeon shows. Uh, came in and saw me doing my thing. Actually, came in with Keenan Thompson. Right. And it was it was actually there to see another per, another comedian, and they said like, "Yo, who is this kid?" And they was like, they took the meeting, and from that point on, I didn't even get on TV. I was the I, I got writer, the job right? even before the writer. Right. I was the audience warm up for okay. all the Nickelodeon. What's the audience warm up do, man? So pretty hey much, hey guys, <laughs> yeah, hey guys, come on in, <laughs> sit down, have a great time. Um, but yeah, you entertain the audience right. by that. You know, television taping takes about four to six hours. Yes. So you got to entertain those two hundred people that sit there to laugh. Right. 
So I was doing, but it was great for me because I was rapping, I was dancing. Which is amazing because that's what you do right now. Yeah. That's crazy, and man. And they take it all the way back then. And then I would watch what they was doing on the on the set. And I was like, man, I could do that stuff. Right. So I started writing. And I would go to Keenan. I would go to Kel. I would go all these dip to the other writers. Like, yo, I got an idea. And then they, eventually the stuff was good. Right. And they allowed me to be, the, I was the youngest staff writer in television history. Television history. Yeah, 17 years old. Yeah, how was it working with Keenan and Kel, man? Man, those are my guys. Those right. are like my, those, those, they all, they three years older than me. And it's, uh, especially Keenan, man. That's like my big brother, even still to this day. And cats don't even, it's so funny, man, because, you know, Kel from Chicago. Right. Keenan from Atlanta. Like, right. People, these is real cats. These is real cats. You know what I mean? But of course you see us and we, we're performing for you. So right. we, we're not going to be the way we would be on the block with the homies. But it's like we're going to be performers and be professional. But at the end of the day, they solid, real dudes. So to grow up with cats like that and, and have them get and getting it. You know what I mean? Cats is making they, a it. lot of yes, money yes. on television for some young teenagers. So to be able to keep that level head, I mean, because even at, the, at that time, Look at all the other people who came up with yep. us who ain't really, yep. you know, who didn't have that solid upbringing, who didn't have those families who was really holding them down in a real way. So I, to this day, I admire those dudes and, and, and grateful to those dudes for, you know, taking me under their wing early on. Was there ever any opportunities for you to do Saturday Night Live? Uh, we talked about it. I mean, right. Lauren Michaels, somebody I respect, had plenty of, of meetings with of him. Course. I actually worked with him on a couple of other projects okay. and stuff. And um, But honestly, man, I even, it's, it's never, I don't know, I, I'm one of those dudes that like to do my own thing. So even the times that it did come up, I just downplayed it like, nah, I'm not really interested. So it was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, I, I mean, I, I even got... the auditions, and like, they wanted me to. I was like, nah. You know, early on, right. I was like, because I, I had my own shows. Right. I had my own deal. You had like, the spinoff, the, the Nick Cannon show. Yeah, yeah. Now, how was that, man? You you get your show. You're eight, how old are you now? 18, 19? Yeah. You know what's even crazy? I'll give you a little quick little backstory to, to how that all jumped off, too. To be real talk, Nickelodeon wasn't rocking with me as on-air talent. Right. They were like, he's the writer. He's the right. comedian right. kid. We got enough black people. Right. <laughs> right. know, like, and weren't you too old to? Or... Not nah, what, what happened was, because um, I, I was still about 17, 18, and I would have loved to be on the show. Right. But during that process, I went and got with Will Smith mm. and signed to Overbrook and had a deal for, at the WB for my own show with, like, you know, it was supposed to come on after Jamie Foxx. So... I was starting to put like I went from like catching rides to Nickelodeon to pulling up in a brand new range. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Crazy. So, like, so how do you how do you hook up with Will Smith, man? Same situation. I think I was actually doing stand up down in Atlanta, and okay. everybody heard about this kid who was mac, you know, charismatic and funny. And Will was like, "Yo, I heard about your stand up. I want to take a meeting with you." Uh, and in Atlanta, his people connected us. And we got back to L.A. and he was like, man, you remind me so much of myself when I was 16 years old. Which is which is crazy because that man had yeah. amazing talent yeah, that at that age. And and he was all, real talk, growing up, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. That was the first cassette I ever bought. You oh, that's know crazy. I mean? That's Parents crazy. Parents just don't understand. Now, Nightmare are you starstruck? Was, yeah, when yeah. you seen it, so you but nervous? See, you know what's funny? It's like at the time, because coming from where I come, I looked at Will the same way people look at me today. Like, right. He cool, but you know, <laughs> he ain't DJ Quick. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't that dude. Right. Yeah, you know, you know, like so I rocked with him. Right, but I wasn't, you know, at that time I thought I was cooler than he was. Mm. Where I didn't understand that this was the biggest movie this, star, the biggest mobile, like and this, so humble. This, and what so what cool. movies is he shooting at the time? This was right before. This was like right after Men in Black. Wow, you know what I mean? Right. 
So I, but I didn't even understand until he brought me into his world, and I'm seeing buildings that he like. He, he ain't got an office; he got a building. A building. <laughs> you know I'm going I, to that building. To yeah, do that's, some work. that's the Will Smith right. building. <laughs> so I thought the connection with you and Will came through music. Well, that, but, I mean, but it, was, but it was comedy. It was comedy, and then he found out that I did music, right. and then that's at 16. That's when I and I and I was I was, D, I was the DJ right. too. So he even introduced me to Jeff, took me to Philly, introduced me to Biz. So I really felt Will introduced me to hip hop in a real way. Right. He connected me with. I was on the road with Biz Markie. I was learning it like at wow. seven. This is seventeen now. Right. So at that time, I was like, forget Nickelodeon and all of that other type I'm of stuff. Grown I'm grown now. I'm grown, and they wasn't giving me the love. So then, what ended up happening? By the time I got to be eighteen, Nickelodeon caught notice, right? And they was like, this is the kid that will sign and doing big things over there. Let's go ahead and bet on him. Right. Let's double down on the kid. And that's when that allowed me to have the type of deal that I got over there where right. I was able to write, produce, and create and star in my own vehicle because that, I didn't want to be over there no more because y'all dissed me when right, I was. Right, right, right. <laughs> did, did you come back with an attitude nah, I didn't, or no. focused on I winning? I came back humble. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that was even advice from like Will and a lot of cats like, yo, get it. L let these people love you. You know what I mean? And don't don't be like, oh, I'm too... Because in my mind, I was like, yo, I'm too old for Nickelodeon. You just showed me this movie life. You just showed me this... You want me this, to go back? You want, He was like, no, that's that's your audience. Go right. get them. So right. even at 18, 19... That's, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Internets. Last week, you heard the Razor God, Tristan Walker, on the Combat Jack Show, talking about this week's sponsor, Bevel. You guys told me how much you love that Tristan was rocking a two-tone do-rag in private school. Internets, we love that you love the interview, but now it's time to show a little support for Bevel and the Combat Jack Show. Now, how do you do that? It's easy. Go and cop the Bevel for Christmas. As a father, I can promise you this is what will make your pop smile at Christmas. You've already fucked up your entire life giving your father shitty gifts. Change that path right now. Break the cycle, Internets. Break the cycle. It's also a great gift. Ladies, for your boyfriend, maybe your baby daddy or your son that's hanging out with them gang members, throwing up them gang signs because that little nigga is misguided. Get himself a bevel so he can shave right and start living his life right instead of throwing up them gang signs and colors. Get him right. It's also a perfect gift for the ladies out there, too. Combat Jill can attest to it. Bevel works great on her legs, and when her legs are shaved, my nigga, oh my God, dinner time. So when you put together that Christmas or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, whatever the hell holiday list you, sub you, you subscribe to, do not forget Bevel. I hope you guys came up with some good deals during Black Friday. I don't do Black Friday because I'm boycotting. But this coming week, let's make it a real Black Friday by supporting Tristan Walker, Walker Company, and the Combat Jack Show. As a community, we need to do better supporting black businesses, especially ones like Bevel and the Combat Jack Show that are consistently delivering high-quality products and content, day in and day out, back to back. So having said that, today we got a special deal for you for the holidays. Get your first month of Bevel for free. Yes, Internet's free by using the promo code COMBATFREE. That's COMBATFREE at GetBevel.com, G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. But no, this offer is only good for the first 300 people who sign up. They'll get the first month free. Plus, limited time holiday pricing. So if you've been waiting and wanting to try Bevel, now is the perfect time to get Bevel by going to getbevel.com today and using your promo code and getting that first month for free. C-O-M-B-A-T-F-R-E-E -E is the promo code, combat free. Go to getbevel.com, combat free. Internets, enjoy the holidays. 
And now back to the show. So you, you're getting advice like from 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 Howard Stern. You're getting advice from Elites. Will Smith. Right, right. Like what like what is the quality about you? That's attracting these people. Is it the youth thing? Because everybody wants to help the kid, but that can't just be it. I think it was just, and just me being so hungry. Right. And me wanting to work so hard. That's what this game is. When you see, and even to me, when I see people work hard and really want it, that separates the meek from the strong. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it, in a real way, it's like those people are like, yo, I'm going to get it by any means necessary. And those people, they want to help those type of people that have those right. type of uh, ideas and visions. So that's how we was rocking with it. So you make kind of like this detour yeah, uh, and, and jump into music. You jump into the music business. Well, see, and, and going back, you know, that I always did it. You right. know what I mean? Like literally in these talent shows and stuff from teenagers and the, I would I would be in it twice. I would <laughs> I would be a rapper with me and my rap group was called the, the Bomb Squad back in the day. Right. And I would do stand up. And then we would come in first and second. You know what I mean? Like, so I was always doing music and I would DJ. Like, I was. So I was doing it all. I was that kid, like, you, had the turntables right. cracking. The, I was the entertainer of the neighborhood. Right, right, right. And so being able to always do that, putting mixtapes together. So when I showed that stuff to Will, that was the what he said, yo, you remind me of me because you do it all. You do it all. You know what I mean? And you have the ability to make people laugh and to make people like you. And that's kind of. So he, he gave me that opportunity and. He was like, one thing, you can't play with this music, though. So right. he always told me, I'm putting you to hip-hop school. I'm putting you in hip-hop camp. Right. And that's why he put me with cats like Jeff and Philly right. and, and Biz and a lot of the cats out here Like they legends, York. like yeah. legends. And he's like, learn from them before we step one foot in the right. studio. Right, right, Because I was just like, yo, Let's this, big, this Big Willie style time, right. when is my getting I'm, jiggy I'm with it? I'm ready, I'm ready you know for what the mean? videos, I'm ready for the chicks. And put me with Tony Polk, right. I need a track master right, right, joint, right, I'm ready. Right, 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 right. He's like, But how different was it for you, man? Did you enjoy... Being uh, a, a recording artist, because it's a whole. I'm a, I'm, I'm a child of hip hop. Right. At the end of the day, I mean, recording artist stuff is whatever. Right? right. Getting going, getting people to begging people to play your records. That's you know. Right. I get that. I get that grind. But man, I I just make records and and do that because I love hip hop like to the core, like every all the way back to its origin. To I love DJing. I love break dancing. I love rhyming, freestyling. Like that's what, and even that's even why I created Wild and Out. Cause like man, I love hip hop. Right, right, right. So right, right. anytime, like for for Will to introduce me to Biz Markie and DJ Jazzy Jeff and MC Light, uh, all of these people, Slick Rick, who was my favorite, Royalties. he introduced me Royalties. to Slick Rick one day, and I, I was like, yo, this is the this <laughs> is the dude I always wanted to be like, and and so and for those dudes to embrace me. That's all I needed, man. And, and and it wasn't about, I wasn't ever really trying to be the biggest or best rapper. I knew what I could do, right. but I just wanted to be a part of the culture. Did, did Will inspire you to do Parents Don't Just Understand? Nah, he just actually understand. didn't want me to do that. He didn't want you to. I didn't want to do that. Right. That was a Nickelodeon call. Right. And it was like. What, what did he tell you when you told him you were going to remake that record? He was like, all right. <laughs> he was like, we did it already. He was like, he's like, do your own. And this was by the time, by the, I think I was about. I was twenty by then, right? So I but didn't. But you want, still, yeah. But typecast is like the young yeah, kid. It was crazy. I actually the older young kid. I produced the beat, right? Casting, and that's what I was like. I'll just do the beat, right? You know what I mean? And then they brought some other producers in to reflip because I had the beat sounding like the OG joint, oh, it was, it was, it was, and then they wanted to make it sound a little more poppy, right. and, and I was like, all right. And at this time, you know, I was playing because I, I started the Nickelodeon records, the Nick Records right. with Jive and all of that. Right. So okay. this was my first project that I was producing through there, and it still was successful. Right. How how the record do? 
it was it was a soundtrack. Okay. So it was success for it was the a, Jimmy, Jimmy, New, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, right? so it was successful, but it wasn't what it wasn't the first look coming out the gate as a hip hop artist that you wanted. wanted. Right. Yeah, so. And and how hard is it, man, to 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 change your image from like TV kid to a rapper? Like, not, like talk about how impossible. Man, it's so impossible. But I, that's why I salute cats like Drake and all of that. Yo. Type of stuff. And I remember it's funny if Drake in his mixtape days, he had a line. He was like, Nick and Will never did it this ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was. And, and, our, and we laugh Talking about, about it. that experience. Yeah. We go from TV. Yeah. Child TV. to yeah. I salute him, man, because I know how hard it is. Right. And I know what is the but the secret is to just be yourself. Right. And that and I and I'm so complex and so many different sides to me that cats were like even the, to this day when it's like the same dude on America's Got Talent ain't the same dude on Wildin' Out. Right. Who is he really? I'm both those yeah, cats. Both those cats, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like just like you, man. Yeah. Like you know how to go in there and, and you know, speak the legal jargon and, and get it down, but you can also talk with the the Ross talk, and the grime is talk, talk that talk that and, street talk, and that's what it's all about, exactly. man. And multilingual, and there's nothing, multifaceted. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I think it's, it's I think that's that's what accentuates our, our brilliance and our excellence, right? And but it's it's also embracing who you are to your core and right. not trying to be something that right. you're not. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, call me corny. I'll be corny, my G. Like, you know what I mean? But and that's how where a lot of my. But you know what? That's how that's how you slaying cats. Yeah, cause 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 yeah, I'll be that corny cat. Yeah, but don't let me sit next to your <laughs> chick, my dude. Exactly, <laughs> chicks like that corny stuff. Show her but even shoes. you know what's real talk because I always go back to my neighborhood and right. talk, and I keep those cats around me. Right. And and even uh, it's interesting, the dudes I came up with would be like, dude. I, we wish we had your opportunity. You right. do. We let let us hold the street. Right. Down. We got you. We don't want you. Go here. be that right. guy. Right. 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 Go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and and it's funny because I always tell people, you know, I it's a it's a cat that I keep in my life to this day that I grew up with. That's my like my blood brother. We grew up in the same project, same all of that stuff, and we did everything the same. Music, comedy, dog, all that. This was my road dog. He was two years older than me, and around that 15, 16 year old time, I went right. He went left. Mm. Everything from crazy, from robbing casinos, Damn, continuing the drug doing 10 years, getting going back, like crazy. Right. And getting out in that, that's what's still my fan, my heart. Right, we right, rewriting right. this story right now. Right. Oh, but, that's crazy. That's yeah, dope, yeah. man. But to know, like, he could, he could, we could have switched paths. Right. You know what I mean? Because we did everything the same. He is I and I am he. You know like, what I mean? Right. Like, And I think everybody has those type of people in their life to where, like, I could have been that dude. I could have been locked up. I could have been the one that the cops came and got crazy with. You know what I mean? Like, but obviously when you're blessed, you got to recognize it, analyze it. And now you got, now that you're blessed, you got to be a blessing to those that weren't, who didn't get that same opportunity. Mm, Yeah. So how do you, how do you go from that to real Hollywood? Like, how do you get your first? First thing that got everybody noticing? Drumline. Drumline is amazing, dude. Yeah, and and I gotta shout out uh, Charles Charles Stone the third because I was always the truth. Like, pe- people don't remember when he was Chuck Stone. Chuck Stone dr- directing doing, all the tribe videos, doing all the tribe videos, yeah. doing the uh, um. You could get with this. Uh, you, you could, could he get was with doing that. Groundbreaking. He did, he did Apple Bomb. Benita, the, Benita. the silhouette in that video yeah. is Chuck and. The fucking Budweiser yeah, the campaign. Was, ah, What's up? That's like, all like, him. I've always been a fan of his. Yeah. And then when I heard that he did the drumline, I was like, yo, you know, real talk. Before a drumline, you know where he really killed it. Where? The paid in full. Yes. 
paid in full. He movie. did them both the he same did pay, year. Pay, the paid in full movie, classic. That dude is one of the most amazing classic. filmmakers. Yo, why why is he not more? Prim- I don't know. That, that's his personal choice. I would yeah, imagine. I don't know because I mean he's so outstanding. He has such an eye and an uh, outstanding vision. Um, but I mean, you know, it's probably a lot of politics in this game, man. Right. You know how that go. You know, they they give you a few shots, and, and he see, he seems like a real authentic cat. He, he's an artist, so it's like he's gonna do what he wants to. He's not do gonna at, play that right, game, right? Right. He's not gonna play. But, but how'd you land that role, man? It's interesting, man. Because it's funny. I heard Ti talk about this before. Because like, yo, they auditioned every person every young black man in hip hop audition for that yeah movie? and and you know he's from atlanta <laughs> right. you know what i mean like every, atlanta new york everybody auditioned for this joint and i you know i play a little i'm a musician so i right. mess around on the drums a little bit now this is at the time where you take general meetings at studios right. and they told me about this project and i was like yeah i play drums a little bit and it's like oh we want you to come in and read yo i had to go in that joint like eight times and eight i'm times. not a, i was never a good auditioner right but it was like, I guess it was... Was one, it something about you that kept them bringing you back? Or? I guess Charles saw something. And it's, you know, it's funny. <coughs> on the set of the Parents Just Don't Understand video, right. they had to pull me off the video to go meet with Charles. I hadn't met with him before. Right. And it was like, I was like, yo, I'm, I don't even know about this drum movie. I can't leave this video shoot. And everybody was like, nah, you might just want to go. And I ended up missing the the meeting with him and went to his hotel. Right. And had a man-to-man with him apologizing one in respect of his time and just talked to him as a man. He was like, yo, I think, I think you know, you might be able to really do this. So I think the conversation and our connection was even off better the, than. Off the off audition. Yeah, thing. it, was, it wasn't yo, even an audition. My dude, you killed that role. Thank you, man. Like, like the, the acting appreciate was it. real. And so my perception of you is this corny yeah 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 Nickelodeon kid. right 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 and here you are man like like giving us the drama and the full range yeah, man yeah. like you were you trained as an actor never never dog so never, how were you I able didn't take to no pull, classes none of that stuff. like how you able to pull like the, the sadness and the and the water and all of that and the eyes and everything it's, it's man authenticity dog that's really what it is a- acting is actually being you know what i mean and just being in that situation um and I guess, I mean, I'm not one of those cats who take life experiences. I just become who that character is right. and really tap into it and find in the authenticity in what that person would naturally do. And I think it's one of those things. It, it truly is. It's a gift. Like, everybody can't do it. Uh, but when you can, in, in every role, you can't find the authenticity. Right, right. I've done some stuff where it, it just wasn't authentic. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Well, what are you embarrassed about, man? I ain't embarrassed right. about nothing, but, but I, I joke about all the things everybody from the love don't cost the thing yep. with the goofy ass hair. <laughs> but people love some people love that right. to you know to you know zombie movies. I'm a fan of them type of flicks. Day so of the like, Dead, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Day so of I was dead, like, right? yo, I like that right, shit. Right. You know, but I understand too. Like when you're focusing on your true craft, you got to make certain decisions. Right. You know what I mean? So I I, I feel like early on, just I, I was going after the the you're dollar, try, you're trying to get it. And, and you know, I, I took that check, bought mom's a crib and nice. all of that stuff. Now, what'd you buy yourself, man? I mean, you know, I, I definitely... What was the dumb rapper shit you did dumb, with your... Them, probably them $2 million shoes. Uh, <laughs> you bought... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? what are you talking about? That, But see, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? Because that man? was recently, so I got to clear this oh, up. Oh, shit. It's for charity. Okay. So how much are those? Nah, these is... These is wait, these hold on. Let's stay, let's stay focused. <laughs> Really what we did, you know, I went to my jeweler and I was like, I wanna I wanna do something over the top flamboyant for the uh for the finale of America's Got Talent. Yes. The winner uh wins uh a million dollars. So mm-hmm. I wanna do some million dollar shoes. Right. Getting the Guinness Book of World Records, world's most expensive shoes. shoes. I was like, we'll do it and then what we'll do, 
you know, I got you know, I got a lot of charities uh, that I support. I was like, we gonna auction off the shoes and donate all of the funds to uh, to charity. Right. So it's like you putting the money in the right place and getting the diamonds from the right place and doing that. And we got a lot of attention. So and, and it took a year for to build the shoes, and the shoes end up costing more than a million dollars. Besides shoes, besides twelve, yo, twelve, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So twelve times four. So that was, but I wouldn't say that was dumb. But I think I'm kind of over the whole right. That the jewelry thing, but right. early on when the, the jewelry. I was buying the dumb jewelry and the cars and stuff, but, and like that, that there's a side of me. I'm flashy when it comes to that type of stuff, so yes. I still do that and I enjoy that. But uh, you know, you also got to have some real estate and so <laughs> you, you know and, make, and reinvest in your own pro- business. Yes, yeah, so make sure your portfolio is strong and Yo, all of that. How intense was the training, the drum training? You you said you came in as a, as, a, as a musician. Yeah, but it was I had never done any right. core style marching right. or any of that stuff. Uh, so. We was doing six hours a day, you know, two months beforehand, uh, just training, man. I had never done any of that stuff, like right. all those cadences. And what, it was all about learning the 16 cadences that are actually in the film uh, and, and mastering those. So we would just learn them, just repetition, just going through and the, actually trying to march and play those things at the that same time. That shit must time. be crazy. All those young people who do that, man, my hat's off to them. Were you, I, were you at a crazy. point where you're like, you know what, just use some CGI, some shit? That would that would have took away from the authenticity. Right, right, right. I had to get it. I was supposed to be the dopest drummer out there. Yeah. So I had to make sure Cat saw the flare. What is a, was there a point where it's like, I might not make this? Uh, Nah, I, I, I had to get it. Right. I was I, mean, I was sleeping with drumsticks in my hand. Like, like I, You was really doing that shit. I moved in with the drum corps. I was right. like, yo, y'all can have your little hotel room right, and all right. that stuff. I'm going in, these cats, we going to do this and right. really live this. And that's it. it now you pulled it off, man, and then Thank and, you, man. and Zoe, man. Oh, yeah, that was her oh breakout. Oh my god, joint. that was Zoe. Oh my the god, yeah. yo, that was beautiful, man. Yeah, she she's amazing. She represented amazing, for all the beautiful, uh, young black HBCU young yes, women. Yes, yes, now that's 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 a classic, man. Yeah, and then let's talk about roll bounce, man. Yeah, that's another. I never wanted to do that joint. Really, that was crazy. That was another. I, Shout was, out to Malcolm Lee. Yeah, that was what it was uh, when they presented it to me. I didn't know how special that movie was going to be. You know what I mean? I just heard they want to do a movie in the seventies about roller piece, skating. Yep. And I wasn't necessarily the star. Right. So I was like, nah, I'm good. Right. And then the check was right. The star, the check was the a check, star check. check though. Yeah, right, right. So I was like, oh, okay, let's go. And then once, you know, I had never worked with Malcolm before. Right. And, you know, I did, I heard he was Spike's bro- yes. uh, cousin, cousin and all of that. And I was like, and once I sat down with him and I saw he had a vision. And his, and his, what I appreciate about Malcolm is even though he's Spike's younger cousin, he has a completely different. You, yeah. you you can't really tell. Yeah, you know absolutely. You definitely can't tell, man. And his his storytelling is compelling too, yeah. man. He captures you. So uh, I enjoyed it, man. We shot that in Chicago. Okay, you know what I mean. And right. it, was, it was cool. So we we had a lot of fun with that joint. Did that open up the floodgates to scripts in the whole nine? Uh, you know what? And uh, man, that that's that's such a that's a whole nother conversation of how that game works. Of when you that it guy, you when when they, when they focused on you for a minute, they sending you everything. Right. And then it's like now it's like I wasn't trained for this. I don't for I, I wanna just act. Right. I don't know how to pick scripts. Right. I don't I don't know how to decipher whether I should do this for the money. And luckily I did have casts like Will, yes. you know, who could say, Yeah, man, don't take that or don't do that. So, but ah oh, man, I'm I I turned down some roles that is What roles did you turn down, man? man? Tell, know, please tell us. You know, I turned down that role in Crash. Really? Yeah. In what, Crash the, when I oh, like yeah. they Crash came to me where they were saying like it was an independent film. Right. And this was a time where it's like was it the Luda? The Luda? It, it was me. It was gonna be me and Luda. Lorenz ended uh, up Lorenz, doing it, right, and right. he rocked it. You yes. know what I mean? Uh, but it was like 
I classic remember, movie. Classic. Went all the way to the Oscars. Oscars, yes. You know what I mean? And I think I that's a, and I went and did one of them little silly joints or something <laughs> like took, that. And took I was the like, check. <laughs> man, like, but I didn't know. There right, was like, it was no money. Right. The role, it was raw. And right. I was like, I, this isn't the image we're trying to put out right. there. Should I do, you know. What was the image you were trying to put out? At that time, that was, you know, nice guy, Nickelodeon, right. friendly, yes, yes, you know, yes, like yes. all of that maintain, stuff. Maintain, maintain so, yeah, what yeah, worked yeah. for you. So, what, what else? What other, what other? Oh, man, it was some interesting stuff, man, is... A lot of, uh, I think it was like the Great Debaters with right. some stuff. Um, Stomp the Yard. Stomp the Yard, damn. You know, like it was it was a bunch of those joints. Because I also didn't want to do anything that felt like drumline. Right. You, you, wanted to get I mean? a, I wanted you didn't want to be typecast. Yeah, I wanted to do something different. Right. So any, it was a lot of those scripts running around too. So, I mean, and, and it happened the way it was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? And that's how you got to embrace it in this game. Everything isn't for you. And, and as much as you may want to be a part of a project... Uh, you put it out there the way you can, and then if it, if the universe don't talk back, then you keep it moving. So how do you? Cause you you seem like a cat man that when the road is going straight and things are going exactly how most people think it should be going, right? You're gonna turn. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, you got to keep you, them guessing. You're gonna turn. You got to keep. So them so guessing. here you are now. You you you're this rising star, right? In, in Hollywood, and you're proven. Like the, you're proven box office. Right. You prove your You know your. You're being applauded for your skills, right? And then how do you come back full circle to comedy, man? And go back to the box, the TV, yeah, and 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 wilding out, man. What, it was what about brings you that to that again? owning and creating something of my own, right? Because that's what the content is king, and right. ownership in this game is what it's all about. Of course. So I got tired of going to auditions or meeting with people and saying, "Oh, well, we want you for this and do that." I was like, "No, nah, I want my own thing." And so I remember being, you know, because I never stopped doing stand up, and right. I would be in the club. Uh, backstage hanging out with Kevin Hart and Cat Williams and D-Ray, Spakey Hayes, and they be like, yo, man, we trying to get, yo, give us a job. Right. You know, like being funny. Kevin like, Kevin asking you for a job, yeah, right? back then, yeah. Which is crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, you know. Did, like, you, did you think Kevin would be where he is? Man, I, I'm so proud of that, brother. That dude is amazing. He's getting it. like All the way. Yo, man, let me focus, tell you. Last, last Christmas season, I'm sitting in the theater. I forgot what black movie I was watching. And then the next... Five trailers was Pat all. Kev. I was like, "This is fucking ridiculous, yeah, man." Yeah, you know, and and he has that work <laughs> ethic. You know what right. I mean? And that's even going back to back then. Is like, it's only a few cats out here that really know how to get it, right. who know how to play the game the right way, and have the talent to support it. And he's definitely one of those dudes. And and, and in a real way, um, like I said, I, we was backstage hanging out at a comedy club, right. and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot something. And I'm gonna put my put my own money up. I rented out the comedy club, which is a big mistake. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Rented out the comedy club. Got my fr- got Kevin. Got all of these people, and said, "Yo, we gonna do what we do backstage. We gonna improv. We gonna freestyle we gonna rap. Cut up. We gonna we gonna crack on each other, Joan, all that. And then what is gonna be is a show. Right. Nobody, because I tried to tell people like, y'all want to do an improv, hip hop, improv comedy show. They're like, right. what is that? Right. And you know, I was inspired by shows like, you know, uh. Uptown comedy, you know, uh, and 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 living color living and all color, of, right, right. all of those things, and I was like, we got to do our version for this generation, and nobody was hearing me, so I shot it with my own money, took it over there to MTV, but luckily because I shot it with my own money, I had the brand, right. and it was mine. I created Wildin' Out. It was, and and from that, 
you know, like you look today, you know, still the number one uh, comedy in MTV history, you know, why, all of that good congratu- stuff. Why did, why did MTV bet on you, though? What was it that they Because I had the tape. You had the tape. You had it. You <laughs> I like, shot it. You were they self-sufficient. They saw how special And they were like, you know, we don't need to rely. And, and if you don't want this, I'm going to go across the street right. and give it to them. Right, right. You know, and, and because I was in the... And, and, and it was a success. It, it saved, in yeah. a sense. King, yeah. you were saying it saved yeah. Yeah. MTV. Yeah, and that's... And, you know... When you look at the transition. It's like MTV was in a weird place and yeah. it's like, what's gonna be the next thing? You know? And it kept hip-hop alive on right. the TV. Yeah. Because... No you, videos. Yeah. you And this was the only place on television when you would see hip-hop artists perform. We had Wayne. We had Kanye yep. early. Kanye was my man. He came through like three times. You know what I mean? Like... Early on, early and and really having people say so, we was breaking comedians and rappers, right? You know what I mean, and creating an environment, a destination that people wanted to be a part of, and still to this day, I mean, should we ten years in? We about to do ten our, years in? Yeah, we about to do a hundredth episode this season. Ten wow. years in? Yeah, yeah. Do you get tired of that shit? Nah, man, it's fun. I only do it because it's fun, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, cause even when it went away the first time, it's like it got too expensive for MTV. Right. They was like, man, we can't pay you, you know, because you go. It, as the you got you got that scale year, yeah you got you gotta increase right I'm bringing yeah. you more money you gotta bring me more yeah, money so I was the highest paid person right. on MTV they was like yo we gotta slow down so when I brought it back I was like man y'all can keep y'all money really I'm in it for the brand really and uh, that's what we doing right now nice so how do you go from there to America's Got Talent another thing you know like I was out produ- I was trying to be a producer at the time right. you know I just recently got married I was like yo let me fall back in front of being in front of the camera I want to produce more shows. Right. So and at that at that time I'm you know I'm also run Team Nick you know I was right. the chairman over there producing all of the shows with you know the team division and Nickelodeon. What's, what's that mean being uh, a chairman? Uh, really, that's I mean, a I, fancy fucking title. Yeah, you know, because actually when I went in, I actually went in and I said, "Yo, Oprah has her own network. Diddy about to start his own network." I went to Viacom. I was like, "I want my own network." Right. And at the time, it was called the Inn. And I was like, "What's better than me running the Inn? Right. I'm the Inn. I'm, I'm incredible." Right. <laughs> you know, uh, and I kind of went in with all my. Uh, charts and graphs and powerpoints and told them what I could do and I had all all my uh, statistics and stuff and they were really impressed and uh, through that I, I actually asked for the job of a CEO right because I was like I didn't I was like I want to be the CEO of it. like you can't be the CEO of right. a television network right. I was like but you could be the chairman and oversee you know all of the development and the marketing and stuff and you know I've had that so you job. actually go in yeah every was, every day as much on as possible on the 40th floor 1515 Broadway in that's the Viacom building I was there today you know it's like uh in real talk it's it taught me so much i mean that i got that job in 2008 it, uh, Youngest television chairman in television history. So to go from the so youngest, you're breaking all these records. Yeah, to go from the youngest writer to the youngest right. chairman is like you know this is what we do, and we continue in to kind of blaze these trails. So America's Got Talent. So yeah, so what ends up doing? I was trying to produce, so I went into NBC to produce a couple of shows, and they're right. like, "Hey, have you ever we thought of, seen this show America's Got Talent?" I was like, "Yeah, I heard of it before." And he's like, "Would you think about hosting it?" And I was like, "Ah, that's real American, yeah. right there." I was like, and I it's funny because. They brought it to me. I had to film up at Sundance at the time. I was on my independent film, right. trying what, to be. What film? Be, uh, I think American Son. Okay. Uh, and it was a film that got selected to be at Sundance and stuff, and and that's when they presented it to me. I was like, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to be a real actor. Right. I'm trying to be a that's me. I can't, I can't be. And they, you know, and again, it got back to the thing like, yo, well, you could be the first. Right. You could be the first to be a real actor and a television right, host. Right, right. You, you blaze your own trail. You but that it. was a big deal, though. Like, did you realize how big? I that, didn't. You didn't realize. It was a nice check. It was a nice check. Uh, it was an 
it's easy work. Right. And it was like, oh, I can get a deal with NBC where I can produce my own show. So you saw it as a as a as a means. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, I'll host this for y'all. Right. If y'all go ahead and buy two or three of these shows. Right. And that's what it was. Okay. Uh, so it was a barter thing. I didn't know what it was going to turn into. I didn't know if I that's was. That's one of the biggest shows. Yeah, it's it, the number it, one we, show every summer for the last ten years. What did that show do for your brand? It took it. It really brought me to middle middle America. Right. It made me a household name to your grandmother. It made me a household name to your two year old. You know what I mean? Because I had I had the drum lines. I had the wild and outs. I had the hip hop. I had you had, you had the I had the chicks. You had the, your core yeah, audience. But I didn't like. This is where now when I walk outside, everyone says, "Hey, Nick Cannon." You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I love it though, right. man. You know it. it it puts you on that path to the Ellens, the Oprahs, right. the, the people, you know what I mean? Like that they see every single day in their house. Yo, yo, Nick, being on that scale though, like coming from comedy, doing stand up. Yeah. And 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 really fostering a relationship with your black audience. Right. And those that, that cross over to us. Right. How intimidating is it crossing over to that scale, man? Uh, mm. Again, it goes back to being who you are, right. being a solid cat. Right. You know what I mean? Of course, you get the people that, the haters that want to be like, like, I, I think, you know me, and that's even one of the reasons why I created Wildin' Out, too. Like, I hear the jokes. I make the jokes. Right. I'm a comedian. You right. can't say nothing about me that I ain't already said about myself or that Kevin ain't already said to me you're, or Kat ain't already, already said. I'm going to disarm you. So, yeah, so. I love them jokes. I love the, oh, Nick Cannon's white, Nick Cannon's corny, and all. Like, yo, but what are you really saying? That doesn't that doesn't affect my core because right. I know who I am at the end of the day. Right. And, and my true fans and the people who truly rock with me know what it is. And, it, you know, it actually, I go all the way back to cats like Sammy Davis Jr. Mm. They, they, Sammy, And man. you think about his legacy right now. One of the greatest entertainers to ever live. People respect his legacy. But during the time, they didn't like him. Right. They didn't like. He was me. a sellout. They he was he's, a sellout. He was hanging out with the white boys. He's the token. They he was the at, only he, brother. Yeah, singing and dancing and tap dancing. Huh. Even though, same thing with Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? Like during their time, doing. So if I worried so much about what cats were saying within this five year period or what they talking about on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, it, it would it would eat at you. Right. But I'm not worried about what's going on in these yep. five years. I'm yep. building a legacy. Exactly. I'm a, yo, I'm 20 years in now. That's crazy, man. And I'm still young. That's crazy. Let me <laughs> ask you, man, how was there no conflict? You know, and this is the lawyer in me thinking, how is there no conflict between Vi everything that you do for Viacom? I don't and, sign and, exclusive and, deals. So you don't. Yeah. But but that's not an easy thing to do, man. You got to be smart. That's but leverage. But it, it took me all the way back to my first deal with Will and Nickelodeon. Right. I learned leverage then. When they want you. They'll they'll, they'll 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 make some they'll they'll make some exceptions. And I and I always said I never want to sign anything exclusive. Right. So I want to be able to have the freedom to go do whatever I want to do. I'll take a pay cut. Yo, why are you so fucking smart, dude? Like, <laughs> how are you so? I'm serious. Man. I don't know. How man. are you so fucking smart, Nick? I think it's like the, where's this coming? Like, I understand all these mentors you had, yeah, but still, I think it's the influence, man. Really, and, and seeing both sides of the game. Right. Growing up around hustlers and preachers. <laughs> you you, you know talk about saying? your grandmother also. Yeah, I love my grandmother, man. That's 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 my core. That's my that's my my moral compass right there. She taught me everything uh, I know about right and wrong, and um, to this day, man, she I watched her foster over a hundred foster children. Wow, you know what I mean? In the projects, right? In the projects, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like she she ain't have nothing, but she was taking kids in, which is amazing. You the, know what the, I'm the, saying? The concept of service. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I I think that's where I get my heart from. You know what I mean? She's she's the most amazing and giving and nurturing woman I've ever met. So uh. To actually, and I think it's that. And then honestly, man, like it's trials and tribulations. I, I, you learn from them, and right. once you, 
you know, all of these mistakes I have made, it, I've, I've no longer make them. And, right. and now hopefully I could pass it on to the next generation. You know, let's go to a quick break. Yeah. Quick break. Yeah. Internet, you tune into the Combat in. Jack. We got the hardest working man in the building, Nick Cannon, F your radio, F your TV show, and <laughs> F your podcast. Incredible. We'll be right back. Yeah. Internet's today's sponsors, Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash combat and using the promo code combat. Listen, Internet's, you spend about a third of your life sleeping. Most of you cats are not staying woke. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that insomnia is something that I struggle with from time to time because Combat Jack Show... And Combat Jack always stays woke. You'll see me firing off those tweets between 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. That's, that's not fun. It's not because I want to, but because I can't sleep. But once me and my lady got a Casper mattress and laid it down in La Casa de Combat, I've been sleeping so much better. I still get little bouts of insomnia, but it's diminishing. I'm sleeping like a big fat teddy bear after Thanksgiving dinner. Please forgive the visuals. And if it makes such a big difference, and, and internet, it really does make a big difference when you're not waking up exhausted. Now, why does Casper work so well? Because Casper brings together two comfy technologies together for better nights and brighter days. Latex foam and memory foam. So they've got just the right sink, just the right amount of bounce. No matter how you sleep or no matter how you tap that ass, Casper has a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you, and you can try it for 100 days. And if you're not happy, if you're not satisfied, Casper will pick up the mattress back up. At the store, maybe, you'll get a minute to try to their mattresses, maybe three minutes. But with Casper, you'll actually get to sleep on it. It's $500 for twin-size mattresses and $950 for a king-size mattress. Be kings, my dudes. Be kings. Comparing those prices to industry averages, that is an outstanding price point. So get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash combat and using the promo code combat. It's the holidays. Get rid of those stained mattresses that I know you have in your house and get a new Casper mattress. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to the show. Internet, you tuned into the Combat Jack show. We got Nick Cannon. Sharing yeah. this amazing journey, man. Nick, man. Um, Incredible. Yeah. You're doing these amazing things, and, and you're so blessed, man. Um it's all but, it is. But, but talk about your personal struggle, man, with with, with, with lupus. lupus. Yeah. Lupus nephritis. It's crazy, man. What I, is that? Uh, it's an autoimmune disease, man, where your immune system starts to attack your organs. Right. Uh, and lupus uh, attacks people in many different ways. As many people, uh, they attack their brain. Like, luckily, I don't, you know, at this point, I don't have that. But you can attack your heart. I've had issues with my heart and stuff going, coming. But it came in 2012, grinding, hustling, boxing. I was up in Aspen with the family. You had boxing. never had no issues before? No issues. I no, thought I was no the most healthiest issues. dude in the world. Right. That's when you was doing your morning show, too. Yeah, right? yeah. Morning show. I was grinding, passed out over the uh, New Year's holiday. And uh, I remember being rushed to the hospital, and they told me I had kidney failure. You know? right. What? Like, nobody could figure out how it happened. I thought it was dehydration, all of these You're things. not a big drinker, are you? I don't drink at all. At all? At all. Yeah, yeah. And it was so, it was one of those you, things. You, you burn? A little bit. Yeah, right, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. As you, you know, you get, but my, that, my, that's, that's my, good for you. Yeah, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you. That's good. 
But uh, I think it's fast. I think people that don't drink, man, is a real special breed of people. Man. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it allows me to do what I do. It allows right. me to be on a, a 20 hour schedule and stuff like that and still rock in the club. And, right. Uh, but, so you hear about this. Yeah. You get the diagnosis. Man. And they give me the diagnosis. And I learned so much. I was in denial for so long. Even, right. I mean, shoot, I was in the hospital this summer. You right. know what I mean? It's like, How were you in denial? Like, uh, when, when they were not accepting you? it. You right. know me? I think I'm superhuman. Right. So I'm like, man, I ain't got that. I'm going to fight that. You know, especially when they don't know how to explain it to you properly. Right. You know, and in that it's actually lupus is a uh, a stress driven disease. Mm. The more stressed you are, that can cause flare ups because your body, your immune system is looking to attack something because they know something's wrong. It right. feels the stress, so but it can't find anything physically, so it starts to attack your organs. You carry a lot of stress. I, I didn't think I did, right. but apparently I did. You know what I mean? And so you know, I've learned to deal with that. How would you identify as like stress? I guess Triggers. because I have so many things going on, right. you know what I mean. I never, I never sit still all my life. I've always, so I've had to uh, take time for myself, right. And I, I didn't do that before. It was always about the grind and helping others and doing it's like. Sometimes you got to step back in prayer, meditation, burning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I no, mean. But, You're taking but, those moments to to get in to your inner self and and understand the God within you. That's what I feel like that has helped me. And then at the same time, nutrition, water. Vegetables is sleep. real. Sleep. sleep. Let's talk about sleep. Man. <laughs> I'm still let's, working let's on that. Let's talk about one. sleep. I'm working you, on that you, one. You, you, I heard you say before you were running on two hours of sleep. Yeah, that's when I was doing my morning radio show. I would leave the club. I would leave DJing at two and be at the station at four. Four. Doctors 30. told you need at least six hours. At least six. You're not getting six. I'm getting six. I'm getting six. You're getting six. And a lot of it's on the plane, but <laughs> right, I'm getting right. six. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And, and, and you're in, in, in. It seems like you're an amazing shape yeah man well that's when you have a health scare right it ain't about looking good and having a six-pack it's right. about staying alive right so the and all that other stuff is a byproduct so i'm in the best shape of my life because i'm trying to live right you know what i mean so i gotta eat right i gotta go to the gym every day i gotta drink you know you know three liters of water a right. day. right you know what i'm saying what did you give up did you give anything up for a while, I mean, when I first got sick, I had, I was on what they call a renal diet for like okay. a year, so I couldn't have no processed food, no right. sodium. It was crazy. Certain vegetables. Oh my I god, have. how painful is yeah, that? Yeah, it was tough. It was real tough. But then now you, you know, got all this money. Yeah, and you and can't, you can't eat. eat everything you yeah. want. So I don't really rock. But the, again, because I don't like, I'm not one of them dudes like to. You know, they say, how you know a vegan's in the room, he going to tell you. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be like one of those dudes. Like, I don't. Eat oh, that. I eat right. right. I don't right. eat that. Right. Don't right. give me right. the right. pork. Right. 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 I, whatever make you happy, eat it. But right. I know I'm trying. I eat to live. Right. You know what I mean. And so every once in a while, I might go eat this or eat that. But ultimately, I keep a strict diet of vegetables, water, uh, you know, protein, and just stay at it like that. What's up with the candy though? Love it. I can't. You, you, can't, you, can't, you know, candy's a, the I'm biggest a, motherfucking drug. I'm a candy crackhead, yo. I can't. I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those things. That right. I don't have. That's my vice. Right. Women and candy. I Women can't and help candy. It. <laughs> Speaking of great transition, how, nice. how was single life, man? Yo, how is it? <laughs> it's it's the Victoria's Secret fashion <laughs> show. Yo, it's so lovely. I mean, but in that not to gloat in a sense of like being able to be a man and 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 to be in a sense, but not having to actually. Like, still being able to be the best father I could mm -hmm. possibly be. Mm -hmm. Still being the best helpmate I could possibly be, but still being able to enjoy life. It's it's beautiful, man. I mean, to to have created two amazing children uh, and then to still be able to raise them daily, that's first and foremost the most important thing for me. But then to be able to be out here and still be that guy 
it's it's good. I mean, obviously everybody goes through heartache and heartbreak, right, right. but to come out on the other side is wonderful. Yo, is it is it true that what they say about divorce, man, that, that it's the most painful thing it's, you can go through? It's a different kind like of pain. Like somebody died, but they didn't. It's, like the, it's a different kind right. of pain. And, and a lot of my doctors and a lot of people think even, you know, my, my health. Right. Had, it, it was, a lot of that was triggered. It right. was connected in a way because... I was experiencing and holding things in that I didn't know I was holding in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm, I'm during my marriage is the best time for me because I became a man during that time. Right. How and so? still, it's still growing. How, how so? I mean, even when you just think about from, you know, I got married at, you know, 28. Which is young still. Yeah, yeah. It's very young. And then having kids, like, so to be a father, to be able to understand, to be able to. And to embrace it. And to, strip your ego. Right. And live for others. Right. You know, it, which is a big challenge for a man. Yeah, man. Successful man. To take your ego away. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that was crazy. So I, I learned so much, and I that was an invaluable uh, situation for me to where I've grown and still growing every day, and know that I'm still growing every day because of that situation. So it was tough. Don't right. get me wrong. Like, and it's still tough. You know what I mean? I even uh, you know to not be able to be with my children as much as I want right. to. You know what I mean? You want to be with them every second of the day, but it allows you to grow and allows you to. Uh, appreciate the times uh, that you do have how is it man falling in love with the dream girl <laughs> with, 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 and not not just a, not just a woman and yeah. she, she's definitely mariah is definitely a woman but what's the levels in terms of falling in love with an actual diva like a real man, diva was, like a a, a, a a living diva one of the most amazing things I, truly i mean I, there's no better word to describe it than a right. fairy tale right you know what i'm saying because growing up she being that one i, right. I remember seeing in a vision of love video the someday video like yo light-skinned shorty with the slim i was all over it like right. at like 12 13 you know and, you know, everybody's like, man, that's out of your league. That's As I got older, I was like, I had already had that mentality to speak it into existence. Ain't nothing out of my grasp. So, and, and to, to have a connection with someone outside of all the celebrity, because right. I, thought, I thought it was going to be on some like, yo, let me go pop that Mariah type stuff. I didn't think I was going to fall in love with her and have a connection away right. and found out how much of a real person she was and all right. that stuff. And that's somebody I wanted to build a family with. It was, it was amazing, man. You think you get married again? Nah. You're not getting married again? <laughs> I could never do it again. No. I don't think I'd ever do it again. Right. Man. And it's it's not Because to, why why? Just honest, and, that, and that's honest, man. Yeah. That's that's very, very honest. I don't feel like I'm built that way, man. Right. I gave it I mean, even before Mariah, I was I always said like, yo, I would never be in a relationship unless it was with somebody like a Mariah or right. something like and then actually I got the opportunity. I was like, Well shoot, let me go ahead and go in and but it was always I feel like that type of success is not what I yearned for. Right. You know what I mean? I grew up in a single parent household. Right. I grew I didn't I didn't I, that that family structure of uh, a husband and a wife wasn't really an, the yeah, it wasn't a, an example for me right. really. So uh to work at that was like I I wanted it. It seemed cool, but I also wanted, you know, other things and to be successful uh probably more and when you just you two different people at the end of the day who want two different things out of life. So I would never want to experience, to, to try to do that again, knowing that that ain't even really what I'm chasing. Right. That's what society wants you to right. have. That's not really what that's I'm chasing. That's real honest, man. And, yeah, and that's real. actually like mad, like <laughs> super mature, man. Thank you, man. Did you do any therapy or anything like nah, that? Nah, I didn't. Everybody told me I should, though. Right. <laughs> actually, I you should. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some therapy right now. Yeah. And, and it's, 
It's ill hearing. Yeah, hearing it back. But hearing back from some other people that have a different perspective. I have no problem talking with people. Right. I mean, I talk with a lot of ministers and stuff right. all the time, but I, I, I've yet to sit down and spend them hours and and just you know put me out there on the table. I, I've I respect it though. I feel right. like you know eventually one day I will do that. How differently are you approaching single life this time than you did? For, oh, before? so differently, and I feel like the the the. the hold on, hold on. I mean, I know, I know, Big Boy did this, but. We just gotta go through these names oh, again. Man, see, you go. We gotta go. Come. I'm just saying the magnifying glasses on me so tough. It, it almost it hurts my dating life. Really? Yeah, because now these females look at me like, oh, here he come. He's back again. The, oh, the, the he, wolf on the prowl. Yeah, the, the, they the, put the, they the, the wolf of Victoria's Secret they is put, back. They put their guard up, so right. like I actually don't even chase like I used to chase when I was younger. Right. You know what I mean? And, it, and you don't have to. Yeah, it's 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 so I you know hope hopefully I connect with a, a individual that we. We we kind of can can build in a certain way, but I don't ever go after it like I used to. Like I used to be a chaser. Right. I was trying to be a conqueror. I was a savage. No, you wasn't it. trying, dude. <laughs> like like you 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 beat down a whole lot of motherfuckers, or uh, 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 crushes, my dude. And, and you know what? Like a lot of. Like my like, ego loves that. Right. Real talk, like, it like, does. Like, nigga, fuck me, Dave, nigga. You hit it first, nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, wow. But you know, the thing is now, as I'm learning, man, that you know, even, even just like a lot of that frivolous. I don't like to just give my energy to anybody right. because even within my health, man. You know, that, that's it, key now. You know Very what I mean? Key. Like, I can't have, you know, like, you got 30 chicks calling you, like, all right, yo, okay, like that's a little too much. Right. You like and. Focusing on what's right. So as much as I love women, like I love women with a passion, yo. Like I heard Pac say he loved women like like how Prince loved women. I love women like how both of them love women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in that sense. But I love the energy of a woman. Right. I ain't necessarily got to be knocking it down. Right. And that's I, like a, a, a conversation, the, 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 the connection. conversation, the dance. All of that. That's right. what I love. Right. You know what I mean? So we out here. Right. I'm not getting your business, man, but... um. At Winnie Hollow, man, is is special, no, man. man. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's, and just to again to dig into somebody's mind that has dealt with adversity and right. overcoming stuff, and to see her strength. and then changing it, changing yeah. it though. Yeah, and because uh, Huskin is sexy, my yo, my dude. Fly, yeah, out of here. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's just and and really, I respect her spirit and her right. and her mind. But then to in her journey more than anything, right, right, right. You know what I mean. So, uh, and, and such an outstanding person, such a beautiful person. You know the 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 cliche, or at least the the um, the general belief is that being a comic means you have a dark side. Yeah. What, what's your dark side, man? As much as you can delve into it. Ah, uh, I mean, obviously, I would always say, coming up the way that I did, you know, I don't see it as dark, but I came up the way most of us come up. You know what I mean? The unorthodox household, you know, dealing with stuff, dealing with the pressures of the hood, uh, seeing your friends get killed, seeing, you know, all, we, we, we've all experienced it. You know, uh, my, my story is no different, no lighter, no greater than, than, than most. Uh, but really understanding how to smile after all of that, mm. you know, uh, knowing how to smile, being broke, living in the projects. all Appreciation. That. We, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's just like. I'm not afraid to go back there. Right. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, yo, I wasn't supposed to be here. Right. This was a blessing to be here, man. So I would say my darkness comes from those times of, of remembering that, that grind and then sometimes getting getting so selfish in it. You know what I mean? That sometimes you'd be like, all right, well, 
shoot, I made, I did it, I made, you know, and it's mine. It's I'm mine. Gonna spend it. I'm gonna do it the get way it. I right, want right, to do right, it. Right, right. You know, ain't can't ain't, ain't nobody helped me get here. You know what I mean? When I, in fact, a lot of people helped you. Exactly, right. exactly. So as a man, I had to realize, yeah, you work hard, and and you did overcome a lot of obstacles, but that don't make you Superman. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I had to uh I had to let a lot of that go. I had a lot of anger. You know what I mean? I had a lot of anger of what other people thought about me. Mm-hmm. Cats don't know I'm really from here, from the mm-hmm. hood. I'm really. None of that stuff matters. You know what I mean? And even with all of the Chirac stuff going on, it's challenging. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I, I love it. I embrace it because I get another opportunity. I get another crack at to to talk to these young brothers and sisters out here to say, just embrace being yourself. Right. We really out here trying to save lives. We really out here trying to uh, uh, allow artists to change the world. And that's what we're getting at. Yo, what what drives you, man? What dri- Like how much money? Money used to drive me. How much money... Is enough, and, and let me let me go back a little bit. You're wealthy. I'll take that. You're wealthy, <laughs> and then you when you combined at the time, right? Your net worth with Mariah, like how much money is too much money? How much money is enough money? You know what? Money, money is an idea, man. Right. Honestly, uh, well, money is definitely an idea when you got it. Yeah, no, but even <laughs> an idea, no, because real talk, some of the people, and and this will give you a look into how this game actually works. Some of the people that you think got the most money in the world don't have no money at all. Mm. You know what I mean? Some of the people that you don't think have money be caked up. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it, and, it, and it's interesting because the way, in, and I'm telling you, the, from Donald Trump to Diddy to all of these people can tell you, yo, you can make all of this money and not have liquid money mm-hmm. the next day. Right. And need to, and be bankrupt. Bankrupt. And need, but... So the idea of you got to be you got to have that that wealthy mentality because it's going to be those ups and downs. Right. You know, you're going to be cash heavy at some points. And sometimes you're going to be like, yo, what are we going to do? I might have to mortgage this house to keep this lifestyle. Right. You know what I mean? You right, never. Right. But because it's all relative also. Exactly, like, man. Like your lifestyle ba- now. Exactly. It costs money. It costs money. So right. my thing is, it's not about the amount. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not. To, and I, I feel like I've gotten to a place now where it's about giving to others. I want to build, man. I want to build. I want to create a legacy. I want, and that's what it's about. Really going back and building these community centers, getting into these to these young people, and empowering them in a way to where when I ain't here no more, they can be like that dude left a leg. And and everything that I do with children's hospitals. That when you see these cats who got that real real bread, right. these real wealthy people, that's them who them buildings is named after. Right, right, right. Who them streets is named after. That's what I'm chasing right now. Now, and are you running away from anything too, man? And in terms of your chase for something, are you running away from something, man? I don't know. That's a good question. I gotta think about you're that. Because you're running hard, my oh, dude. Yeah, I think. And I'm know, not no psych. I'm not qualified you as know a psych. What? But you're running hard, B. Because I don't. I think the moments where you do sit down and reflect, like when I was in the hospital this summer, having that moment to reflect, and I had so many revelations. It it is overwhelming. Right. So I think if I do stop running, it might be too heavy for right, me. Right, right, right. And when you say if I'm running away from something, I'm definitely running. I want to live. You right. know what I mean? And it's one of those things where I, I feel like I'm on borrowed time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right, I'm right. like, I got to get it where I can get right, it. Right, 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 right. I don't want this disease to take me down. I don't want right. this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever it is. So I'm like, I'm going to live every day like it's my last. And honestly, that's probably if I was running from something, I'm right. running from them chasing me like that. Yeah. By the way, going back, man, when, when you had that little... Tiff with a uh, little beef with Eminem. Yeah, my money was on you. Hey, I was like, you can't out rap <laughs> Eminem, but 
I know you would kick his ass. Yeah, I definitely would kick his ass. <laughs> but yes, Nick. But only only thing is, in in my top five, he's number two. Yes, mm. I respect him. I'm, I've always been a right, fan, and right. even now that we got past it. But right. that was just something like, yo, you're not gonna disrespect my family, right? Not to me, and I and I expect me to say something. I wanted to, and it wasn't like, oh, I want to see you so we could fight. It wasn't that at all. I want to see you so we could talk like men. Right. Let's let's get let's get to the bottom. Of and this. what's amazing is this is Eminem. Like yeah. this is his rap god, right? Yeah, yeah. White white rap god at yeah. that. Like yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying white Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Rap Jesus. Real talk. And you going at him like you're going at him. Right. And that was the thing. Like I ain't gonna try to out rap you, right, right, my right. dude. Like I'm a. That's what I said. I wrote a letter. The <laughs> <laughs> cannon like, don't know no Twitter fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It was. I was like, yo, let's just really. I, I really wanted to. And I was calling his manager. I was talking at, at, at the time. God rest his soul. Chris Lighty was, yes. mm. you know, in all of our lives at the time. And I was like, yo, let's uh, let's let's talk about. Let's get your man and let's figure it right. out. Uh, what was your involvement with Chris? Chris actually was one of my first managers. Really? Yeah, Get the yeah fuck I was violator. Yo, how yeah, he introduced yo, me to for every, real. Almost every other person that walks in here. Yeah, Chris, they were managed. Yo, yeah, Chris, and then from then uh, I actually so you put, was violator for and real. And I put Chris with Mariah at the right. time. Okay. Yeah, so that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, special dude, man, very special dude, and 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 actually help you know help create hip-hop relationships in so many different yes. ways with the corporate world yes with each other yes you know he got me and buster tight you know like all of that stuff so uh but at that time man yeah i was i I'm, i got fearless tattooed on my body i'm mm-hmm. not scared of nothing right. in life and you know going through what we've all gone through but then even at that time having that having that belief in god and, and in belief in the universe in a way to where there's no reason to fear right and so that I was like, yo, what if, if let's talk about it. I was at award shows looking for dude, like <laughs> not like on some rah rah right, stuff, right. but like, yo, this is something we really gotta talk about because you disrespected my family yeah, at the time. Exactly. So we gotta talk about yeah, this, yeah. man. Like we you you said that you gotta be accountable. I think everybody should be able to say whatever they wanna say in this world. And be accountable. You, you be got accountable. Accountable. Be accountable. accountable. A lot of people don't know how to be accountable. Yeah, man. and that's and that's why I love being in front of this mic. Right. Cause I will say anything and hold my ground to it. Whether whatever comes with it, because I'm a man of my word. If I say something, I mean it. You know what I mean? And I think in entertainment, people feel like they don't have to be accountable. So, nah, you got to stand up. If, if you say that, say that to my face as a man. Let's let's talk about this. And and that's anything. And, you know, from whether I'm out there cracking these jokes, I stand by these jokes. You right, know right, what I mean? Right, right. Whether it is of course, a, of course. MC and hip-hop, whatever it is. And that's even like, yo, and that's even why I create that environment on Wildin' Out. So I want you to come up and talk about this. Right, 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 come, right, right. Come, In a jokingly manner. Exactly. Show that you don't take everything in the world so serious. That's dope. But at the same time, you still got to be a person, a yep. human, and yep. solid. And that's all I want, Castle. It's, it's very few solid individuals in entertainment. Very few. I could count them on is it, my Is hand. it disappointing, man? Is it, a it lo- is. is it a lonely place? Because you want it, you want people to be so solid. You want cast to have that same mentality that, the, that your dudes on, on the block got. Right. Or, to be, or just your, that your family has for you. And you you want you look for the friendship because you guys have so much stuff in common, but you on that constant grind that you forget to be a real person to these people that you work with. Have you ever had to check how solid you were? Yeah, absolutely. Because this game of turn, this game like, of turn, I'm, sli- I'm slipping. Yeah, this I'm, game of turn. Oh, I just did that. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. And it's everything from like you know you hit the be like, yo, here's my number, call right, me right, anytime. Right. Let's sit in. Like, yeah, I can't be doing that if right. I ain't really about that. Right, right. You know what I mean? Uh, or but and it starts small like that. To where you find yourself like, yo, I'm not even a man of my word anymore. So, you know, you 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 step back and say, yo, 
everything I want. Don't do. get comfortable lying. Yeah, yeah. you want. I want to be solid, man. Right. I want to be accountable for everything that I say and do. Excellent, man. Yeah. Um, you're managing. Yeah. How do you like managing, man? I don't really like it. I'm gonna be honest. A, it's a hard I, job. And you know, I manage with a lot of people. I manage with Blue Williams. Yes. Who? Uh, who Shout out to Blue. Yeah, yeah. Outcast. Yeah, Outcast. Everybody. Shout out to him too, cause he was trying See, to make love, this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my guy, man. And then, and I learned. Blue was my manager in the music game, and and I learned from him, Chris Lighty, all of these dudes who do it so well. And they call it, and they say it's a thankless job. man. It's a thankless job. Baby. When when you when the artist is winning. They they don't even they forget about you when they when they hurting. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's all your fucking fault. So it's like, but I only that's why I only work with people who I really care about. Right. You know what I mean? I pick and choose. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't I don't sell no wolf tickets. Right. I don't sell dreams. Like yo, if you work hard, we can help you. If not, and that's the only reason why I manage is because I have a brand that I can actually I can connect you to Viacom. Right. I could connect you to these corporate worlds. I could connect you, but if you don't have something to offer to these people, then I can't do nothing for you. I don't know if this is your handiwork, man, but but you doing whoever it is, they, y'all doing a good job with Amber. Hey, man, keeping hey. her in a, in, a, <laughs> in, a, in a light, and then yeah, just she's outstanding. She's outstanding, <laughs> and how she's how she's coming out of her. And that was somebody past role into yeah. whatever this role is I morphing be, into. I believe man. in her, dog. Right, and I, to me, I always believe in the underdog. I've mm-hmm. been the underdog, and every and that's when you look at the people that I work with. I focus on the underdog. I want to. I want to work with the people that everybody is hating on. Right. I want to work and and to find something special in them. You know what I mean? Because and I always saw. I was like, man, that woman. She's powerful, dog. She's a true curator. She's a true part. Like who? Like people gravitate towards her. She, and I was like, she is that. She's definitely magnetic. And let's take that uh, magnetic and polarize it at the right. same of time. Course, of you know course. what I mean? Which but is like, a great. Which is a great. It, Exactly. Everybody don't gotta like you. Yeah, and like let's take that energy and focus on it and turn you into mm. a businesswoman. Yes, speak and stand for something because mm. she does. She's right. had a, she has a remarkable story. So that's when I was telling. I was like, Yo, I'm gonna go get you From this. Philly, right? Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go get you this book deal, and I want you not necessarily to tell the life story of Amber Rose, but inspire women who are yes. going through the exact same thing yep. that you're doing. Yep, and that's what she's doing. Man. Doing a great job with Soldier Boy too, man. Uh, yeah, I. You know what? I we worked with Soldier back in the day. We ain't worked with him in a while. No, she's not working with him right nah, now. Nah, nah, because he was actually he was working with Chris and all that okay. stuff. But but Damn, I mean, Chris still, worked with everybody. Yeah, yeah. but that's a um, that's a I, I respect that young brother, man. Yes. Yeah. So, but uh, he changed I, the game and he yeah. set he kind of set the foundation tra- for yeah, where. He, it's, and it's, some people might be mad. He did a but, lot, but he set the foundation for where we are right now. Yeah. Nah. Real talk. Real talk. And when we did work together briefly, I was like, this this young dude got it. You yeah. know what I mean? And. It's just certain, again, it's certain brands click and certain things don't work, but like, I, I always wish him the best because yes, he, uh, he got the right mindset. Yep. You still doing the headphones? Yeah, man. I, I actually got some really big, big stuff popping off, but we made about uh, $75 million Jesus uh, at Christ. Walmart right. for, with the uh, the Monster headphones right. for, uh, for his run, but now I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, I got a new position in the corporate world and okay. technology that's okay. about to be announced. That's going to be okay. crazy. Congratulations so, on but, that, man. Yeah, because we went from headphones to tablets, and now we going from, we doing everything. Right. You about to see incredible everything, TV, I believe you. I believe you, all man. Of that. Incredible so, Combat so, Jack show. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I definitely believe you, man. So we, so because we were so, so successful in, um, in headphones and tablets, now we've got a deal to where... We actually gonna be making all electronics. That's good, man. So wow. I say I'm trying to build my own Sony. Rich, you know what forever. I mean. You know what I'm saying. Rich forever. So not only do you got do I make the content, but I make the things. So now that you, you can watch sleep. Now you about to be able to sleep, right? Exactly. Add a couple more hours to exactly. your sleep and a whole nine. This next five years is about to be my craziest. That's run. crazy. This next five, 
because after that, I just want to, you know, coach uh, Pop Warner football right. and, and watch my daughter run track and all of that. Cause, so this next five years, I'm about to go get it. It's about to be so different right now. What's your charity? Uh, I got a lot, man. Okay, I got, what, what are your charities? Um, obviously, we have the Nick Cannon Foundation that right. folks are, focuses on um, empowering the youth. Right. But there's a lot of things that I've created, what I've done with Nickelodeon called the Halo Awards, mm-hmm. Helping and Leading Others, where we focus mm-hmm. on other young people. That we take all of the celebrities. I done had everybody from LeBron to Justin Bieber to Lady Gaga to Taylor Swift come and empower these young people who are making a change in their community. Nice. So Halo is something that I created with Teen Nick about you know uh, six seven years ago. That's a, one of the foundations that mean the most to me. St. Mary's Children's Hospital uh, is something that I'm on the board of that I'm really passionate about. And the thing that I'm the most passionate about right now. Is something I'm building with Viacom. Mm. Me and uh, the Viacom uh, CEO, Philippe Dumont, created uh, this thing that we call Help the Hood. Uh, and my man, Shaheem, uh, shout out uh, from that used to work up at MTV. Shaheem Reed, what up, Sha? Yeah. What up, Sha? We created this thing a few years back with MTV News called Help the Hood. Right. And it was a show. It was like we were doing with MTV News, and now I've turned it into a whole organization. That's dope. Kind of like Live Aid that's going to be across Viacom. But we going into these cities, dog. Like, forget t- talking about how many cars you got and how much jewelry and all that. We want these rappers, these we, we gotta be athletes, past that right now. to we, come back and build their communities yeah. in which they came. Because right. that's what these communities need. And we starting in Chicago, and we starting in New Orleans, and we starting out west. And it's going to be every year. We're going to build a community center. We're going to build a playground. And I'm bringing everybody in in a big way. Uh, all of the corporations and Viacom is backing this on me, and it's it's that's we, dope, man. We rocking, you that's know dope. what I mean? That's and, dope. And that's probably my biggest passion. Because Congratulations, we can, man! Thank you, man. Because we can help the world. Yes. We always want to get out we there. We got and enough get billions. Money. We got enough money there. to help the world. No, let's help our community. Yeah, let's help yeah. these young brothers and sisters yep. that are dying every day. Yep. All they need is that 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 hand to know that we care. These people that that you know they buying our music, they buying our movies, they buying our, all of that stuff. Let's give back to those communities mm-hmm. in which we came. And that's what it's all about. Very good. Yeah. Chirac, December 4th. Yes. That's what Can't it's all wait, about. Right? Saving lives, yo. Saving lives. Making people. It's art, man. Yes. That, that brother Spike Lee know what he's doing. And I'm yes, just sir. following his lead. Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of people are following your lead, uh, Nick. I'm, uh, I'm really I'm really honest about that, man. I appreciate really sincere, that. Man. I appreciate that. Definitely, man. appreciate this. Any last words, man? Where can people find you? I'm sure you're everywhere on people's Any, TV. Just type in Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Google, uh, incredible. Google me. <laughs> incredible. Wait, 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 hold on. It ain't over. Uh-oh. Wait, 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 wait. You got to ask him the question. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Come that's on. right. <laughs> you know what? Thank you, Ken. You had your twist. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm running and so shit upstairs. Yeah. It's so good. It's so um, good. Top five comics. Ooh. Oh, nice one. Top five comics. Top five. I was ready for the MCs. I comics. Man. Gotta give it to Richard. Yes. Uh, Dick Gregory. Mmm. Mm. Yo. Classic. You that dude, man. Yeah. Classic. Dick you Gregory, I'm gonna go to number one. Yo, your Dick whole Gregory. respect level just <laughs> yeah, yeah. skyrocketed through the <laughs> ceiling. Dick Gregory. Pryor. Mm-hmm. George Carlin. Carlin, yes. Wow. Um, Eddie Murphy. Mm. Eddie Murphy, the God, B. And Whoopi Goldberg. Mm, why Whoopi? Because she's a real, she's real. Mm. She's real. Like, people, like, and, and I respect it in the way, like, she she did the clubs and all of that, and it's special. She came up. But she did it on Broadway. Right. She did it, the, and that's the way, and, it, and real, from like when I say real, from homeless, never changed, drugs, right. 
and gave it to you all. People forgot about them special, them award-winning specials. You know, they call it an EGOT for a reason. She got the Emmys, the Grammys, the Tonys, and the Oscars. Mm. People forget about, and to be a woman, a black woman, and get it. And still doing it daily. Still doing it. Right. You have a relationship with her? Absolutely. She's in my film that I shot uh, nice. in Jamaica. Nice. What's, what's, what's this film, man? King of the Dance Hall. King of the Dance Hall. We went, I went down there, wrote, directed, starred in this movie. Y'all going to see it. Uh, Jamaican accent? Nah, no, nah I'm from, I play. I'm a kid from Brooklyn, so Ooh, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't gonna perpetrate. But, but Buster, Buster, who oh. is Buster, Jamaican, he plays Buster, my the blood clot. He, he plays my big cousin the whole time. Yeah, dread wig, like yeah. a wig dread. Like. Nah, nah, it wasn't no dread. We just real straight hundred. <laughs> like kept it all the way. You gonna see? When, uh, when, 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 when is this coming out, man? Next year, King of the Dance. Theatrical. Right. Yeah, everybody's in it. Beanie Man, Kamani Marley, wow. every, Ninja Man, Ninja oh. Man, all of that. You yo. got Bone to kill in there? Uh, nah, about about. Bounty was busy, but we right. tried. We, we got some bounty music in there that nice. is it's telling the, the whole story, man. We was out there in Kingston for months. That's dope, man. Wow. So you look to that. And with, uh, Whoopi plays my mom. Lugasa Jr.'s in it. It's, oh, it's, it's damn. real. It's real. It's real. So right after Chirac, y'all going to see King of the Dance. Yo, man, thanks for this inspiration, my dude. No like, doubt. like for real, again and again. And if you got anything. Thank you, man. Like I said, I'm a fan. I respect what you do. You know what I mean? And, Everything from your your business acumen to to how you move on the mic and all of that is it's 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 inspiring, man. Yes, sir. It truly is. I'm glad that this finally happened, man. Once yeah. again, man, shout out to Jamal, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, shout like, out like, Jamal Jamal. And and and, 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 and Aja, man. Like, yo, yeah. she's been working around the clock to make this happen, man. I appreciate so it. Definitely shout shout out to her. My whole team. Yep, your whole team, King. Yo, man, this is incredible. Yeah. Ah, no, incredible. no pun, right? Pun, no pun. pun intended, right? And whenever you want to display some of those new technologies, oh, please. I'm sending them to y'all. Please. Yes, sir. I see, I, I ain't hating on the headphones that y'all got, but nah, y'all nah, gonna nah. get a whole case listen, of mine. Listen, listen. These, 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 these headphones is cool, <laughs> these but we, we, is nice. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you, damn, your man's p- paying attention. Yeah, they coming, they coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, internet, internet. Thanks again, Nick, uh, and, and King, and everybody else. Yeah. Internet, you know what this is, man. Dream those dreams, and then man up, woman up. And live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Word to Frankie Crocker. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena. Executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow. Engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Networks production.